1: Welcome back to Season 4 of the Project Manga Podcast where we now cover Ayashimon, Mission Yozakura Family, Jujutsu Kaisen, Dr. Stone, My Hero, and One Piece week to week, back this week covering Weekly Shonen Jump issues number 3 and 4 I'm your host, Eagle Knox And I'm and Yenis. Uh, and before we get started We would, uh, of course, just like to extend a huge thank you to all of your continued support throughout the first three seasons of the Project Manga podcast. We've, you know, given these huge thanks before at the beginning of every season because just we really do appreciate all that love and support that you all have garnered for us. It's like you really have continued to fuel us in this endeavor because uh, without you all, you know, and your support and, and following, you know, like that's the reason why we do it. So, thank you so much. And uh as always, of course, take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts such as Twitter, online communities like Discord, places to uh consume the podcast as far as audio listening platforms, you can find the links to any there. Also, you can find links to support the podcast through our online shop or our Patreon. And with all that said, oh, also while you're down there, you can find timestamps to conveniently navigate yourself throughout the video to avoid spoilers and like the goddamn video, subscribe to the channel for more fire weekly content. Yes. And, uh, what, a, what a weekend jump.
0: Yeah, what a great week to come back to, holy shit. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Yes, he was back.
0: Back again. <laughs> well, with that said,
1: let's jump right into it. Yeah. Ayashimon, oh, and we're switching up the coverage order, just you know, for yep. those who care. We're gonna be going from least amount of chapters to most amount of chapters now going forward. So. Beginning with Ayashimon, chapter like six. Yes.
0: Ah, uh, do not say his name. Such a good chapter. I feel like the last couple of chapters of Ayashimon have introduced a lot of really, or a couple of really cool things in the series. Yeah. Like, where it, as like, the before, you know, chapter five, it was kind of just, like, learning about a little bit more about the world with each chapter, but really focusing just on Maruo and... Uh, always forget her name I'm, I'm gonna have it memorized pretty soon but uh yeah. mario maruo and the dude dragon is, you know their, their relationship and like them kind of like going through their little hijinks from chapter to chapter as we learn about the world but chapter five and six really gave us some cool concepts that that let us know that this is going to be something that we're going to have a lot to talk about each week especially if they're going to just keep introducing new characters and concepts the way they have yeah the last couple of chapters we got like the bureau mm-hmm. of like public safety or the whatever public yeah. safety yeah yeah, yeah. they and then called
2: we... themselves omyo bureau omyo. so they're like omyoji sorcerers like yeah. humans
0: yes oh wow yeah so they're not yeah. Ayashimon, they're just like regular people that have like dipped into a secondary power system of some kind using mm-hmm. shikigami to kind of you know keep them on par with the Ayashimon so that they can keep them in check you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because and, I was wondering in the, you know, when the first chapter came out, once we got the information about how there was some kind of, um, you know, agreement that humans and, you know, Ayashimon have, I was like, well, what's what's stopping the Ayashimon from just saying fuck it and doing the whatever they agreement. want? Yeah, you know what I mean? There has yeah. to be it's some raw
1: ass public safety motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, wow. there had
0: to be some kind of, you know, balance there. And we're, and we're starting to find out what it is. I really
2: like that parallel, though, because it's like, um, because for me, like reading about like the Yakuza and how in like a modern world, they don't really function in the world. And like this has been expressed in like through like My Hero Academia and stuff where they're like, hey, this is an old style of thing. We can't get rid of crime completely, but we can give it a small area within it to work. And yep. have sort of, like, a, a sanctioned black market area. Yeah. Right? And, like, it, I like that parallel with the Ayashiman, um creatures, the yokai. Because, like, we live in a world where, like, spirituality is effectively dead. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Um, belief in the supernatural is, is very niche. And, uh, you know... I, I like those kind of like parallels in there, especially yeah. thing. Now that we've added the Omio Bureau and the form of public safety.
1: Yeah. So like
2: I was like, ah oh, dang, that's pretty solid.
1: Yeah. I really, um I don't know, I like I, I feel a lot of reminiscence in the art, obviously from like Jigo Karaku. Of course. <laughs> and, and even in the character designs like <clears throat> on page four in the top panel that we get of um dopo dopo yeah i was just getting like big fucking chobe vibes dude like with his fucking just with his character design and the way he looks his like maniacal kind of uh batshit insane i don't know kind of glare glance yeah whatever it's called yeah (laughs) i just love seeing that that reminiscence in the art from like jigo karaku like obviously because it's yuji kaku
0: yeah and that just it feels so good to me man. Yeah, I love seeing his art, you know, on a, on a consistent, you know, weekly basis again. And uh yeah. the character even, designs are are still just as good even though we're in a completely different time period in this story. <laughs> even in some of like the grotesque like backgrounds on like the dub kind of
1: the double sp- uh, spread on page 6 and 7 where we get all the uh Artistic, you know, torture. creations of torture <laughs> yeah. for the um for the Ayashimon that he fucking has disliked over the years or whatever who Dude. have wronged him.
0: Yeah, brutal. You know, that stuff. that also yeah. was kind of really Jiko Karaku esque, like you know. Yeah. And I like how we're like not, you know, he's not really straying away from the darkness or you know mm-hmm. the no. the more macabre themes just because he's in you know the mainline magazine to <laughs> jump and not jump. Plus, if anything, this feels a little bit darker. Than, uh, mm-hmm.
1: than know, a lot of them. Then, yeah, I mean, the only thing he's really strayed away from, I would say, is kind of the uh, more explicit kind of, you know oh sure there was there was like if i recall correctly there was kind of a little bit of nudity at some places or we got know. titty we got
0: titties on the cover page right here on his little drawing we got we got we got some nipple action going on in this yeah, painting that he got did day, well that's right?
1: a little different yeah thing, like, definitely
0: different do. it's not like a full-blown sex scene bochu jutsu it's nothing like that yeah bacho <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't we don't have oh, any of God. that going on yet but we got that really <laughs> late in uh you know, in Jigo Kuraku, anyway, that wasn't it. Yeah, didn't start yeah, talking yeah. about Bochujutsu until, like, 30 to 50 I thought seconds. there was some explicit scenes with, uh, what's her name? The, f- you know,
1: main female character. Oh, Sagiri. Uh,
0: yeah, there was some imagery that on, showed her, like, some... naked sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some... yeah i wonder not not anything too crazy there wasn't any like like berserk rape scene nothing like that. nothing like that absolutely not even though it was in like a jump plus in the jump plus arm of things where you can take things you know like to the envelope a little bit more jigo karaki never really needed to do that but um yeah but i appreciate that to be honest for sure for sure but Yeah. yeah man like this this is shaping up to be just as successful you know, as Jiko Karaku, if not more, because it's in the mainline magazine, and I think that Yuji Kaku has a really good idea of how this series is going to go. Nothing really feels too awkward in the beginning, which is where it usually would. You know what I mean? Like if you look at the the the, the history of things that have kind of been axed by chapter six, seven, you know, or or even earlier, you'll you'll start to feel those axey vibes. You know what I mean? And I just don't feel mm-hmm. any inside of Ayashimon, and especially after these last two chapters. There's like some really interesting shit going on that I think will keep people coming back. We, yeah. you know, we <clears throat> just because well, of the that fact, mysterious element. Yeah,
1: the fact that they brought Yuji Kaku into the mainline magazine yeah. maybe is uh, a good sign for the future that they're maybe starting to lean towards the less. Um, you know generic or typical shonen aspects of storytelling and maybe starting to lean into the more darker aspects and shit because you've been seeing that i feel like shit look at Jujutsu well, kaisen look at fucking chainsaw man some of them, some yeah. Of them yeah a couple here and there You're but dumb. like i mean i feel like this series already in the first six chapters has kind of really been pushing the envelope of Little what bit. people see in the mainline magazine as far as like the mm-hmm. grotesque imagery yes. the like violent imagery right you know splattering people's domes fucking like all kinds <laughs> of crazy shit like the, yeah. you know you see a little bit of some of that kind of stuff in like Jujutsu kaisen but it's not i don't know nearly as like kind of gory i want to say as it has been in this tour sure. you know
0: yeah maybe i'm wrong maybe usually, i'm not recalling some like, of the
1: gory moments and i know chainsaw man was really gory was at really times big on a that. lot of yeah you know but yeah and that was and just I, kind of part of the theme at times with like the uh the big what what the fuck was the giant like baby face devil with the gut tornado on the tornado? outside yeah typhoon typhoon, typhoon, typhoon yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah all the guts around on the outside like that was really just part of the some of the grotesque imagery. I love that of that i but... was that yeah, that was i grotesque. think I, I think Ayashimon is is a good example of, of what you're talking about right now now we just have so many you know examples Jujutsu, that kind of prove your chainsaw, point yeah yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. exactly
2: i i feel like they balance it off by having so many of like the prevailing like classic shonen stuff like like uh you know dun 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 and dun, Black dun, Clover. Yeah. and yep. then they have um like really goofy stuff like um you know help me roboco sakamoto days so they have a lot of
1: gag stuff hey too, i hear a lot of good stuff, stuff about sakamoto days though it's, it's pretty yeah. good i oh, like it, it like also it's awesome. gets, it, it today that on stream the, on. they were telling me to read it Yeah, it also gets a little
2: dark too. So, like, it dips in, but it's mostly like some gag stuff, and it's been doing some like high impact action stuff. So, that's been cool. It's a nice little bounce. It flips back and forth. We'll see if it uh, kind of falls into into the same traps as um, Mashal. Yeah.
0: Okay. But
2: because it's grounded in like a a pseudo reality, it probably won't have those same problems. Yeah. Um,
0: now well, that uh, Eagle kind of brought it up, I'm trying to like think of like how they they handle because I mean like Weekly Shonen Jump has always had at least one, you know, series in the magazine that kind of tries to lean towards a little bit darker away from like the traditional kind of vibe of of, of earlier, like more like mm-hmm. early 2000s shonen that kind of shaped our perception of what the magazine is like over here in the West. And uh, usually like whenever they have to cut someone's head off, it's always like, you know angled in the in the in the drawing to where like you know it's happening but you don't see it you know what i mean like shit like that whereas like nowadays with things like jujutsu kaisen chainsaw man and now going into like Hayashimon and stuff like they're starting to show more of that gore they're not going out of their way to try to hide it because it's a you know a young boy magazine but still trying to let you know that that kind of stuff is happening in the story they just seem to kind of just be wearing it on their sleeve now almost because of the success of you know, some of the more darker ones that they did let through, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least is what it feels like to me. So I, I love where we're at in Weekly Shonen Jump right now. I'll take stories like this all day, you know what I mean? Especially right. if we have, you know, other series kind of padding it to keep base, you know what I mean? Like the gagier yeah, like yeah. stories are the more wholesome ones that don't really lean into it. So it feels good. I feel like my hero almost works as a
1: hybrid in that sense where like yeah. <clears throat> while staying true to some of the really mainline and um, thematically um regular concepts and within shonen like it does really try and push the envelope also in some areas where it dabbles in some of those darker themes darker like you know especially social motivations yeah socially yeah social anxiety wise like social angst teen angst stuff like that yeah plus you get a lot of
0: like horror imagery almost you know in my hero academia that kind of like fills that gap a little bit like Mm -hmm. It, it, it might not be crazy, grotesque stuff, like, all the time. I mean, like, coming out of uh, Shigaraki versus Star and Stripe, I mean, he was pretty much a zombie that entire fight, and it looked really crazy. But a lot of the other times, it's just really high-detailed, scary faces, you know, a lot, you know, in inside mm-hmm. of My Hero Academia that kind of gives it that vibe without taking it there, you know what I mean?
2: Oh, yeah. Honestly, uh, something that I've noticed, um, not necessarily too in chainsaw man but Mm -hmm. typically for like shutsu kaisen and especially for a yashimon all the grotesque violence is done to yokai like non-humans
0: right and so So far (laughs) that's
2: that's kind of been the thing that they've kind of like avoided motion mostly so like
0: yeah
2: so like they're you know maintaining the idea of sanctity of life and these are monsters
0: so it's
2: okay for you to you know have bad things happen to them
0: yeah that's easy like Like, if it's a robot tear it apart. If it's a, you know, a a monster or even just, like, an enemy that deserves it, yeah, fuck Mm -hmm. them up. You know what I mean? Like, even if they're human almost, if they're just that detestable, you you might be able to get away with some gore against characters like that, you know what I mean? But, yeah. But I mean, like, you never know with Ayashimon, man, because it's like, we, we got information, I think, in this chapter that it's, like, totally okay to kill Ayashimon because they'll stay alive and their spirit will live on. Like, you don't have to and, like you probably just have to completely outside evaporate. of the yeah outside of the duel anyway yeah, yeah. oh outside of the oh don't be if, if you, you make, kill them outside of the
1: one-on-one yeah their body like reverts turns to cash and then their spirit like goes dormant
0: for 99 years and then they can take another vessel which like feels um, like jujutsu kaisen inside of like curses too a little bit i think that yeah they say that in jujutsu kaisen like after Jogo and and the curse family dies. So they say, "Oh, it's all good. We'll meet up in a hundred years again." You know what I mean, or yeah. whatever they say in there. So that's. Cool. I do like that idea cool, because,
2: but, because it's yeah. like the tra- like ninety nine years, and then it transitions to a hundred. Like the yeah. idea of like three being a very core prime number, as well. Like three digits. That's yeah. cool. Like I, I I like the idea of reincarnation for bad guys. But that's why
1: in this chapter, when they were kind of in the one v one, and uh, and then Buddy got like, just um. Or not in this chapter, I think it might have been last chapter. The prior chapter one. They, yeah, the prior one. They were in the 1v1 and, and Buddy just got, like, crushed by the fucking stone when the thing fell. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And they were like, oh, <laughs> oh shit, his Dude. body turned to money, I guess he's dead now. Yeah. It was saying, like, Dude, see you in 99 funny. years, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know? Rip, I'll
2: pour one out, but your corpse is going to pay for it. You yeah. Know?
1: <laughs> Grab that. Go buy some more booze for the boss. Hey, a hey, boss. Yeah, right. Boss, you're the, you're the yeah. boss now.
2: You're the boss yeah. now. Hey.
1: Yeah.
2: What's up? Yeah. Maybe if we suck up to the boss now, he'll they're just all just play like
1: more. Y'all are some fucking crazy shady people. motherfuckers, man. Some flaky motherfuckers,
0: bro. Right.
1: He's like,
2: no, they're we're demons. This is yeah. this is our nature. No. Going, really going like back that. into
0: like the actual events of the chapter, though, yes, I love yes, how yes. it starts off with um, Hashishime. Hashishime, like, kind of being taken captive by this guy, lets you know, like, I think this is a great introduction for Dopo, actually, because one, we're already. Kind Why of, has he got my girl hemmed up like with the with her shirt open, like? It, chill uh, out bro like yeah i I guess i didn't even really notice that Uh. but it's definitely what's going on there i wonder wonder Um, why that is
2: i feel like
0: close my girl's shirt up man what you doing (laughs) sorry (laughs) i didn't mean to interrupt you keep to continue on your. oh sure yeah yeah, no i just think it was a great introduction for dopo man because it's like we already we are already kind of attached to hashihime from like the previous chapter where we were hanging Mm -hmm. out with her pretty much the whole chapter while she was guarding You know, that that area that they were trying to get into. We know that she has a connection to old girl. God, no, I I need to get her name. I'm sorry. Like, I have to know what her name is. Uh, Um, But, yeah, no,
1: it's definitely
0: a great just
1: introduction of his level of influence right
0: all right all right great yeah So, so we know we know that she has like a link to urara and so like we already kind of care about the characters so starting the chapter off with her hemmed up and in a very terrible situation while you introduce this antagonist or this villain in the, you know, inside of Dopo. Knowing that he's very high up in his specific food <laughs> chain or maybe just the food chain of Ayashimon in general, we can't really tell yet but he seems like a big deal. He's got subordinates. Hashihime is, is, is powerless against him seemingly and you know, he's just maniacal and he just looks like a bad fucking time. You know what I mean? Which is exactly yeah, what Yuji Kaku new... was trying to go for here and I think he nailed I think he stuck the landing on it.
2: Yeah, he's the new Endless Syndicate. Yeah. head mm-hmm. that's right. Yep. that's right so he okay. he's replaced urara's dad mm-hmm. yeah um so right. i um i like looking up names like ever since like naruto when i found that kakashi meant scarecrow uh, i've always like had a big fan i i really try to find out like what the names mean and like yeah. we had that character uwan in like chapter one
3: mm-hmm. and his
2: name is a straight up yokai's name and so I was like, Ooh. okay, well, these are all Yashiman. I need to kind of, like, look up what they're doing about Oh, so, so they're, the
0: names are linked to, like, historical, like, real-world um, real folklore yokai. yokai from, like, our actual history. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, Uwan
2: is. Uwan okay. is. But Dopo is not.
0: Okay. Dopo Akari.
2: Uh, Dopo means one who walks alone. Mm. And Akari is red plum. And then... I have a theory that there is um, a famous one called Akateko, which means red-handed child.
3: Okay.
1: Oh.
2: And it's uh, described as the red hand of a small child descending from a tree. It is accompanied by a specter of a young woman, who I believe is Mazuha, at the base of the tree, whose beauty lulls unsuspecting passerby into a fever state. And then when he grabs
0: uh so you're gonna have to help me real I'm quick. Shooting. So like, who yeah. who who do these names belong to in this chapter? <laughs> okay, so
2: I believe uh so. So Dopo Akari is the big boss that we get introduced. Okay. Oh, we got they, it. Yes. We got the
0: last name on that. It's do- we got Dopo Akari or whatever. We got yes. both names. Okay, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. They they uh, speak about it and. That
1: okay. um, was
0: beforehand. He, on I
2: believe page before eight, this chapter. Nine, okay. On page eight nine, he talks he's like, "Hey, we can do that to Mizuha, right? We can talk like." keep your lungs intact there's a girl
0: ah mizuha who is the one mizuha. with the crazy hair yep. her name yep.
2: means leaf in auspicious um and so the Akateko right. is about a tree at the base of a tree that will lure people into a trance or fever state and then the hand will grab the traveler by the neck and rip them apart limb by limb they travel in pairs and so oh so that's I think this other that, big
0: dude with the hand then.
2: I don't know. Okay. I think it's um I think it's just Dopo and Mizuha because it uh, Akateko is a paired yokai. The one the hand and uh Mizuha is like the female spirit part of that aspect because when on page 9 do not say his name in front of me. Yeah. the red his hand grabs her by the face and uh, the idea that the akateko like rips things apart from limb from limb and then his name is like red plum so sure. as opposed to red hand yeah and the the akateko is supposed to be like a child spirit and the way dopo acts about things like he's not he definitely doesn't give off mature vibes right, right. he's like Gangster should be flashy and fearless and yeah. whatever, and we're going to go run wild and throw tantrums because we feel like it, you know? Yeah. So, like, these are the reasons why I think that is an Akateko even though their names aren't specifically that. That's just me spitballing sure. out into the universe early on in the series. You yeah. can quote me on it and laugh yeah. at me later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool, though, because, I mean, like, when you were first talking about this hand and you were talking about how Mizuha or whatever inside of the lore you were looking into is always in a pair you know what i mean i automatically just thought that this dude on the next page on 12 and 13 oh yeah big pan boy just a gigantic hand coming down and crushing him and like i could see this dude in mizuha being that pair according to kind of what you're saying you know in your research so, like, that's the first thing that I thought about, because I was already on yeah. the page when you were bringing it up, too. But, I mean, you're right. Dopo does grab her straight, you know, on the mouth with his hands. So, was there, like, a specific link for the pair and the hand stuff that you saw inside of your research for Dopo and Mizuha, specifically? Or were um, you...
2: I'm really just kind of combining them a little sure. bit yeah. in my mind, because their hair is, like, the exact same color.
0: Ah, uh, Sure.
2: You know and yeah. they're roughly the same build like they they seem to work together um and there was this moment where like he was talking about stuff he's like we can do that right and like i don't think there was any specific emphasis on the we but like mm-hmm. she was kind of like in the shadows and then just kind of there yeah. um i wasn't sure because like no, i couldn't yeah. find a yokai in time to like really fit one but then the Akuteko really caught my imagination and uh you know i saw clues where there might be them and it made sense in the end you
0: know yeah yeah i definitely like where you're going with it i and and like this is the kind of series where that doesn't feel like you're reading too much into things like yuji kaku is known from Jigo Kuraku for doing research like that and incorporating it into his narrative, you know what I mean. So you get all kinds mm-hmm. of symbolism and all kinds of you know links back to historical, you know, folklore and 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 things like that. So it's definitely not outside of the realm of possibility for a, yeah. a writer like Yuji Kaku. So that's a really cool.
2: They had. They both have hair in their eyes too, like uh, specifically. Sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Ooh, I can't wait till that... we get a little bit more on that, bro, because. if that if that does end up being a thing and we get that confirmation then that's just going to make looking deeper into the series feel that much better in the future because we'll have evidence of that being a thing you know what i mean so like i'm excited for that but i thought it was so tight how while they're while he's like kind of (sighs) making his statement you know and threatening to start torturing um you know uh hashime with this after this like amazing kind of like monologue about how like it it Ayashimon don't fear the same things that regular people fear or that the audience mm-hmm. would fear because they're essentially effectively um, immortal almost, you know, to a, to a certain degree. So like, how do you scare them? And he really painted that picture so well for Hashihime and the, the reaction that we get on like page eight of her art, you know, beating and her sweating and shaking and trembling really sold that. And then, the, and then it goes into the public safety dude pulling up and freezing everybody again except for Dopo and that's just always a cold entrance when it's just freeze. And then he's like, Hey, what's going on? I got hey, a subpoena Mizuha or whatever the fuck it is. You know, Mizuha broke
1: free of the freeze though too. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, she right. broke
0: out first. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that was really cool too. Cause I thought that that was like when, it, when the first time that that kind of happened and like everybody was under the effect and there was just no breaking out of it. It really set the precedent that these public safety guys are wildly powerful. And that's going to be like a huge hurdle that has to be overcame in some kind of way that it doesn't seem like Mario has the strength to just punch out of. So like that was really interesting to get last chapter. And then in this chapter, when he comes here again and does the same thing, and it seems just as effective, but then his subordinates start breaking out one by one. And he seems really surprised, like you're not supposed to be able to do that, or at least it's very rare. So already we're getting these crazy, you know, power level kind of establishing, you know, Mm -hmm. things inside of characters away from maruo you know what i mean so like that's that's really interesting as well in this chapter yeah oh man the dude with the big hand comes down and th- crushes him and i was like because <gasps> like you see he's literally just like literally scrunched right, and i was like part. oh my god but then it was like a substitution jutsu or some shit and he, like see, wha- wha- me. <laughs> yeah he like left a little like paper thing there you know, or whatever. But yeah. I wonder why it showed him actually getting crushed that way. Is that just for us? Or is that like whatever what actually happened and then this Shikigami d- has like another kind of level to it to where I, I-, I don't even know how to explain it. I, I-, I just, oh, like just like assume like,
2: like a ninth life kind of thing where yeah. it's just like, well, I'm dead. Yeah. And then I ma- magically like respawn at wherever I placed a different yeah thing. I don't Something know. Like but that. like I feel like it had enough. Like the Shikigami is a good enough copy of a person that it has blood and guts, and then disappears.
1: Oh, sure. I feel like maybe he did. It is some type of rebirth technique because the thing you see on the in the crater is shaped like an angel, and you get not like these speed lines going up, but like almost on on page twelve, the yeah. middle panel of the crush. Yeah, you get like this thing going up out of his body almost like a new you know soul or vessel. oh i figured i just
0: figured that that was like the the motion of the hand coming down i didn't think that was going up i I figured it was just going down i thought that was downward i thought thought maybe it was kind of it could be yeah yeah, you you never you you really never know that's definitely like a new thought you know what i mean that i hadn't like considered especially because you have this paper that definitely is shaped like an angel at least to my eyes that makes sense yeah but you're probably right about that, The that being the speed lines for the hand coming down. Right, right.
2: Oh, uh, that's funny.
0: I just realized,
2: like, if we do that, what if Big Hand is just the Akateko and it is Mizuha, but, like, in combination with the Big Boy? Yeah. And Dopo's just some uh, random other thing.
0: Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was thinking when you were, were going <laughs> yeah, into no, it. But... I mean,
2: it could go either way. We don't could. know. Yeah, we
0: definitely don't know. And that's why it's so fun to cover a series this young, you know what I mean? Because there's mm-hmm. just so many questions that we're going to have in conversation while at the same time new characters new techniques new concepts are constantly being introduced to flesh out the world around us so this is like peak you know conversational ability almost in the in the mm-hmm. beginning of a of a series and hopefully it keeps that energy throughout which we're, we're kind of hoping that it does i don't think that we'll have to worry with someone like yuji kaku he kept the conversation flowing throughout our jiko karaku reviews so you know Bad. all the way to the end you know what i mean so he knows how to pack content into you know into 20-ish pages every time so yeah love that love that
2: man i really dig the like clothes that they have yes. they just look all so sharp like Hashihime like i like that her hair plays into parallels of her suit and yeah. all the stripes that she has yes. i love dopos like rose aesthetic yeah man the little old man who's just like hey now yeah he's,
0: he's the drippiest one the look at this suit he's, bro he's, he's got the three-piece baby yeah <laughs> dude and all it looks like hard suit. yeah yeah it does look like kind of scaly like that yeah
2: mm-hmm. dude little mole man yeah. <laughs> little hans hans luger mole man yeah. <laughs> just yes,
0: yes i am fashion so did they ever i, I can't remember um what the envelope What like the contents of the envelope were? It was photos of um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. So Mm -hmm. now they know what they look like. This is giving us a. I, I like how organic the the flow of the narrative kind of is here because it's like we know that eventually they are going to be gaining enemies and just their presence inside of this world being undocumented and kind of like having like a weird vibe in the world of Ayashimon is enough to have. A gang leader like this kind of like take notice to that and be like i want to know a little bit more about what's going on with that it's like what are these people doing in my turf in my area i run this shit now we want all the anomalies gone or you know potentially converted to our side so it makes sense that they'd want to look into the main characters i don't like feeling like you know villains are just injected for the sake of opposing them it has to like come kind of like organically and you know the the public safety people were already looking into maruo and urara for similar reasons and they have the intel i'm assuming inside of their operation to always like have feelers out for anything that happens because they have to monitor things to make sure that all of the laws are being respected so the public safety coming in last chapter to confront urara makes sense and then them coming back to tell the Ayashimon what's going on also makes sense and then now that the Ayashimon have the information now they're targeting them it all just it all just feels good, you know what I mean, as far as uh, yeah. the conflict building goes, you know what I mean? So, It's yeah. got
2: a lot of... Um, it follows the story logic and, like, is internally consistent. Yeah. Because I like how the Omyo Bureau is like, we can't just get rid of them for no reason. Like, using the Shikigami is a... Is a Punishable offense if we don't have a good reason for using it. So why don't we just give out this information and get the Yashima to take care of them for us? They're bloodthirsty little cretins, anyway.
0: Right, right. They'll they'll thin (laughs) each other out. Yeah, it kind of is like one of those situations where it feels like everybody sucks. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's no like nothing feels like they're trying to introduce any kind of like altruistic themes. Yeah, yeah. Or altru you know except for Maruo. Yeah, Maruo is just like young dumb naive like you know and he'll probably be that the vehicle for like any kind of remotely positive you know aspects Mm -hmm. of the story but other than that like everybody seems to just be a different kind of shitty which is like always cool yeah yeah i like that one
2: where it's just like you know in a world of bad apples the maruo just kind of stands above dumb as hell (laughs) and ready to fight
0: yeah and i love how he goes into you know um, dopo thinking about the other areas of Ayashimon factions and like we're really getting kind of like a, a hierarchy of um maybe not hierarchy, but just like an establishing of rivalries inside of get different gangs inside of Ayashimon and like how that's going to create conflict because it's not always just going to be Maruo versus whoever you also have in the background. Maybe the B stars don't like, you know, the Todoroki Alliance. Maybe You know, Mm -hmm. whatever combination of it that it is, we'll probably get multiple kinds of conflicts in different forms outside of just whoever is opposing Mario at any point in time. So, like, that's really cool to think about, too, is that it's going to really feel like internal um, clan politics, you know what I mean? Something akin to, like, the breaker inside of, like, the the way that schools kind of war with each other and have beef and histories with each other that go back however long. That's always really Mm -hmm. interesting for world building and just, like tension in general because you never know who could show up for whatever reason you know what i mean if if if, if maruo's going up against like the b stars club or whatever for whatever reason and then he's on his back foot or something and then the Todoroki alliance pulls up because they heard that the b stars people were fucking around in this area and it's just convenient like that you know that's going mm-hmm. to feel a lot better than just last minute saves for random reasons you know what i mean like as long as it links back to some kind of historical beef for some kind of history-related storytelling for the characters involved, then that's always going to feel better than just, oh, man, you showed up at the nick of time just because you happened to be walking down the street and I needed your help, you know what I mean? It's just things like that that it seems to be kind of setting up that I'm, like, really excited for.
2: I think I I really like that there's five main gangs, which includes public safety. So there's the human, classical, corrupt cop section. There's the B-Stars, which is going to be, like, you know, pretty boy swag, kind of like mm-hmm. hosts club. You know, uh, th- um, if you've ever, if any of our listeners have read Shinjuku Swan, you guys know exactly what kind of like yakuza gangsters I'm thinking of when I think of the B stars. The Todoroki Alliance to me screams like motorcycle gang for some reason. It feels like, like that Held to me Andrew. too. Yeah, like old school, like. Just giant pompadour <laughs> <again>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, motorcycle club, Tokyo Manji Revenger style. Yeah. Um, and then cory Hotels just seems like the classic, like, we have money... We have hotels. Our yeah. hotels are bugged. We blackmail the shit out of people having affairs. Classic mafia shit. And stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Where it's like it feels like that. And then Enma Syndicate is like the classic gangster gangster. They're just like, all right, cool. We do protection rackets. You gotta, you gotta respect us. You gotta fear us. You yes. know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so Top I like the there's five factions. Lots of uh, lots of okay. interactions. You can definitely get like. Enemy of yeah. my enemy is my favorite. I was kind of literally of
1: just going to say that, yeah, enemy of my enemy. The Corey Hotels guy looks like a combination of Draken and, and, and Kisaki. Oh,
0: yeah. damn. Yeah, dude. Wow. That's a, that's a great sweep. amalgam. Yeah, wow.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that. I'm really excited about that. And I like that they're like, hey, you know what? We were given this information, but I'm going to make it look like it's my idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, straight up. It's like tells you so much about the character too. Whenever you get shit like that, it's like narcissism, fucking mm. just straight up like psych psychopathy, psycho. Yeah, yeah, like shit very like that. It's psychological Insanity, the like...
2: interactions with this one.
0: Yeah, you know, like I, I feel like we just learned so much about him in one chapter without it feeling too densely focused on Dopo specifically, which finding that balance in like an introduction is just so fire too because it's like we got a lot of world building and a lot of like outside of dopo stuff to mm. think about and chew on in this chapter too which is also just a brilliant introduction for his character like i'm already worried as shit about him and also wildly interested to learn more about him at the same time so yeah stuck the land i
2: liked dopo's interrogation style and the fact that he just acted as if they were already guilty and he knew everything yeah yeah right? psychopathic like that,
0: that's the fucking yeah that's a that I wanted to really good that.
2: way of like getting yeah. under their skin and just like i don't know if he actually has like a supernatural ability to detect lies or if he's just bluffing the entire time
0: oh damn that's a good question like, too. i was like
2: does he have the ability to like oh yeah i know you're lying oh you've lied to me you're disrespecting me you know that kind you're of right.
0: thing is he being sincere or maybe it's About, just yeah. like, you know, a while, you know, like just assumptions because you're in my dump- I've already taken, you know, the I've already gone out decided. of my way to gather you and bring you here because yeah. I felt something is off and now you're not giving me the information I think you have. So I'm just automatically going to call you a liar because, like, I'm right about everything that I think is true. Yeah. It could be
2: that or not, or just, like, I've made my decisions about this entire situation. What you tell me is actually unimportant, unless it benefits me. Exactly. Uh, I'm just like, what are
0: you, dude? I don't know. I love it, man. Uh, I can't wait wait for the continuation of this series, bro. It's, like, the first thing I read every week now. (laughs) Just because I'm, like, that... I'm, like, that ready to see what it has to offer, you know what I mean?
2: It's, oh, man, I'm waiting for chapter 10. I want to see how it pops off by then.
0: Like, by the end of the first volume type shit, yeah. Yeah,
2: I want to see the end of the volume. I want to see where we're sitting at because, you know what, in my experience doing, like, the little book clubs with you recently, like, the end of the first volume Mm -hmm. is, like, usually such a banger cliffhanger. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, uh, I want to see that. Then I'll be like,
0: mm, my first course is complete. Yes. Hell yeah, man. I don't think I had anything else for in this week, though. I think that's about mm. all I had as well. Nice, nice chunky combo, and... yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and jump into our kind of uh, introductory general coverage on Mission Yozakura Family, so... Uh, yeah. It'll just be kind of a general discussion on how we feel about the series overall. Holistically. uh, As a a whole. So, yeah. yeah. With that being said, uh, how do you guys feel about Mission Yozakura Family, man?
0: I fucking love Mission Yozakura Family, dude. I'm so glad this is on the lineup right now. I feel like this is, like, one of my favorite things that I'm reading now. And it could be just, like, the recency of me catching up to it, like, super recently. But I'm Mm -hmm. loving everything that it's doing, man. Like. Yeah. Yeah characters art action themes everything it has a lot going for it
2: that's going really well
0: yeah
2: like i think it's it's right up there with um my hero academia and what you were talking about in the previous segment um where it covers a lot of like goofy moments but also covers a lot of dark sinister stuff it has it touches on body horror without getting too explicit it's kind of a it's, uh, like, a an emotional all-rounder like My Hero, where it's like, yeah, it'll make you sad, it'll make you happy, it'll go, aw, sweet, adorable, yeah. and also, like, oh, that's, ew, that's gruesome. They're like, oh, shit, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit, things are heating up, escalating, yeah. 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 um, yeah. So, like, I feel like it's hitting that nice prime middle mark that, like, Shonen Jump is trying to, like, maintain within its equilibrium. Like, I would say those two series are, like, dead center. Whereas, like, Ayashima and Chainsaw Man are going to be on, like, the far right, heavy, grotesque and on our, like, left hand. You know, we have, like, Mashal and, like... Black Clover and like Help Me Roboco, yeah. right? Yeah, where it's it's a it's a little goofier,
0: right? I think I think the themes are balanced like beautifully inside yeah, mm-hmm. of of Mission Yozakura Family because like you get a lot of the the slice of life, you know, mixed in with like international super spy action shit. You know what I mean? So like usually. Yeah. I think it's a good combination how balanced it is on those two fronts because one it's a story about family and I think that they nail that out of the park especially in the beginning of the series where everything is very um you know I don't want to say monster of the week but it's like an entire story in one chapter you know what I mean like depending Mm -hmm. on whatever they're trying to focus on whether that's Tayo specifically Tayo and Mutsumi tayo and whatever combination of other siblings you know like where they, they follow them around for a day exclusively mm-hmm. like all of that stuff works so well because when it goes into the international super spy shit and you get all of this action and combat the fact that it takes those breaks away from that to establish like slice of life character building because that is one of the bit mm-hmm. the, the bigger strengths of slice of life soaring is that slice of life stories is that they're very character driven almost entirely because it's focusing on the lives of people doing mundane things a lot of the time so like when you get that kind of character work in a series that leans into action as much as this it makes those high octane action moments Mm -hmm. hit a little bit harder than it would in other stories that don't take the time to dial it back and focus on the characters in more slice-of-life scenarios. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like these characters feel so much realer, so much faster, you know, in a story like Mission Yozakura Family, because it is broken up that way. So I think that that's like an incredible balance on that front. I feel like something that lends to what you're talking about is the fact that
1: it's like, it's not so much Monster of the Week, it's it's like it works really well because it's more so like Mission of the Week, right? Um, and it's not like we're beating like monster after monster and you kind of got to keep scaling things up and up and up as far as the power scale goes. It's like you're, you're getting these more realistic, just like kind of spy missions where we're like infiltrating this to, to attain this information or like, you know, kind of doing this to break up this operation. Right. And they can focus more on, Development of, like, the relationship between, like, Tayo and Mutsumi, like you said. Or, like, development of Tayo as a character and his skill set as, like, an assassin slash spy. Or, like, development of the relationship between Tayo and the family members, which is, you know, something that lends to why I think the characters can feel a lot more real. Right. A lot faster because we get a lot of emotional interactions with them a lot of character interactions with them that show kind of what they're about and a lot of learning lessons from them when it comes to them teaching tayo kind of stuff about assassins spy ship yeah and we get those really cool slice of life elements where you know the development of the relationship the marriage um kind of their both of their devotion to it we get some really cute moments like the mission where they're going to the theme park yes. and uh, and Tayo's like fuck I'm the one that's standing out here I'm all alone and all of a sudden Mutsumi pops up like sorry they were uh the line was long I <laughs> came and she and yeah. he's like oh shit yeah and I also think that the author does a super like really really fantastic job of using Tayo and Kyoichiro as an impetus for like the comedic elements of the story yes, right yes because and it feels really organic because Tayo, the way the way it's utilized with him is like just the perspective of a regular person. Fish out of getting, water is fuck. Getting yeah. exactly yeah. good. Yeah. Getting thrown into this spy lifestyle. Yeah. Having to adjust and learn in it. And like, the tasks he's confronted with and he'll just be like, ugh! Or like, <laughs> or when they go into the black market area under the mall and he's like creeping out of the elevator like, it's sketchy as fuck down here. What <laughs> the
3: fuck, girl? yeah,
1: And like, just that kind of shit, and then yeah. and then Kyoichiro, When you get moments of like, like when Tayo was getting the um, the black tea behind everyone's back, like Mutsumi yes. and and, uh, and uh, Ayako thought that he was cheating. Yeah, that was and, so uh, good. Oh my and Kyoichiro god! And was like about to murder him, and then they find it was like revealed by the two that came in that you know he was doing the whole plot to get the black tea behind Kyoichiro's back because. Yeah he wouldn't drink it if he knew it was from him and yeah. and then he's like he's like he was doing it for <laughs> my <laughs> sake and he's like he's like killing like fucking scratching killing his face with the fucking
0: wires like yeah. just, he's like I think there's that some was shit. so
1: thoughtful
2: yeah I it's hate
0: like it. yeah, yeah it's like i want to hate this kid and i want him to give me reasons to hate him but he's just so good that it's like becoming harder and harder for kyorichiro <laughs> to keep that energy but another um, thing that I oh yeah comedic sorry, elements going, yeah. well and the last thing really is it's
1: like another just really organic comedic moments between the family members that feel really really natural like yeah. something that would happen between a family none yeah. of it feels like inorganically like inserted yeah. or like just superficial or any of that you know yeah. like it, like it not, not to right? Marshall in Marshall there's some comedic moments comedic there's some comedic (laughs) moments that feel inorganic and just like kind of superficial like forced so far in you know for me at least in yozakura family none of the comedic moments have felt inorganic
0: or forced at all they all feel supernatural yeah super right it feels like they're based on real people with actual personalities like people that the mangaka like knows uh, you know what i mean and i love when it when when a, when it, when they can make it feel that way you know what i mean and the spy yeah, shit think. like doesn't always have to be one thing that i wanted to just say that i'm really impressed with inside of mission Yozakura family is that when it is going into heavy action high octane spy shit that makes sense there obviously because that's just the job but yep. when it's when it dials it back for more slice of life things it's not completely separated from the spy world just so that you can have wholesome family storytelling the 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 creator gondaira found a really great way to weave the spy shit into the mundanity as well. Like, they'll be doing completely, like, not action-related things and family-building, character-building things, but always have their spy skills, you know, right there being used in those moments, too, like, for trivial day-to-day things, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So you never forget they're spies, but it's not always action, you know what I mean, when they have to be spies, you know what I mean? So it keeps, like, everything elevated and everything is focused on like you never veer too far away from any certain theme you know what i mean or anything like that none of the themes take away from others yeah Mm
2: -hmm. um the part that i like is because the characters feel so fleshed out and there's like they get to do the heist which is great but like the downtime before and after the slice of life stuff by having the characters be fleshed out you understand the characters Better and so when you see them acting in their specialty during the heist, oceans leavening their way through this stuff, yes. you get to you're like, oh, I already know plenty about these characters, so I can see exactly why they're doing this yeah. outside of their specialty. Like, oh, I can yeah. see how their specialty is like determining their approach but i can see how why they're doing it and then as like you know when you know plans meet reality and yes. things go to haywire and they're like okay we need to do damage control and stuff you can see why those characters are acting right. the way they are and their personalities like,
0: just fit their their combat types close. like so well what i mean like they feel like such thoroughly you know thought of and and created and fleshed out characters that it's like at any point in time whether they're showing you their personality or showing you their spy um capabilities like there's almost like no separation you know what i mean like every single thing that futaba does and says fits in with her fighting style inside or and in outside of combat same with shinzo same with kengo same with like everybody it's like whatever they're doing it's just always on 10 according to like the characters that. You know, the, the, the character that has been given to us and has mm-hmm. been continued to be developed and progressed, it just always fits with whatever they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, even down to their insecurities outside of combat, when we're getting real, you know, just character-focused slice-of-life shit, you feel all of the elements of their character at all times. You know what I mean? And that's just, like, such a cool thing to feel in the series, if that makes sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I... There's a like artistic thing that I kind of like, and um, it might be vaguely
0: spoilers, but like, I mean, this is the segment for it, yeah. You know, hey, we're 100 chapters in, yeah, guys. This isn't a why you should read read Yozakura, yeah. This is like a uh, it might
2: be it might take you longer than a week, so catch on up. (laughs) Um, I like that the fan the idea of family resemblance runs through the series because like they have like this superhuman gene right and then that carries through the generations and i quite like that because i'm always a big fan of that kind of thing um and it's a it's a big trope within like japanese stuff like your lineage matters about who you are like you see it in naruto with the the Uchiha, you see it in, like, Hunter x Hunter, where everyone's, like, gone. Your dad is king. Yeah. Wow. You must be destined for great things. Or oh, Kalua, right? You're a Zoldick, you know? You yeah. got this shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, I like that the Yozakura thing is, like, hey, we are, you know, really focused on our family. Our fa- bloodline is very coveted. We protect it dearly. And then, in addition to it, characters... Resemble characters so like, yeah. like if you take a look at some like old ancestors, yeah. One looks exactly like Kengo, but yeah. a woman. Right. Uh, one of one of the uh ancestors, one of the parents, Momo, just looks like an old version of Koichiro.
0: Yeah, and we know that like the one from like since we're talking about like the current arc that we're in mm-hmm. right now, um, the first you know or the second head. You have Subomi as, like, the first head, then the second head was the one that resembled Futaba a great deal, and even, like, was the one mm-hmm. that we found out, like, kind of cultivated her fighting style using Aiki. And then now mm-hmm. we're going into this more recent one, where it's clearly, you know, this one is, is is based on Kengo. So I think that as we go through this arc, all of the previous heads are going to end up resembling each of the, you know, individual Yozakura family members that we've been following, you know, a significant amount. You know what I mean? I'm super yeah. excited to see, like, the Nanao based you know, uh, head, uh, or prior yeah. head of family, you Dude, know what I mean? that's gonna the Ozakura family, and the Shinzo-based one. Like, like as we continue this arc, I'm, like, so excited about that since we have established yeah. a pattern here coming from, what was it, Niname, I think, is the one that's, like, Futaba, and then now this one here that's, like, Kengo. We'll just keep going down the line probably throughout the rest of this yeah. arc leading us to father, which is gonna yeah, be... and how really many siblings cool. is there? Is there nine? There's... Oh, uh, no.
2: Five There's boys six. and...
0: Well, five seven. boys including Tayo, and then there's three girls, including Mitsumi. So eight or nine. Like,
2: like Tayo right. married into the family. There were right. seven initial family
0: members. Right.
2: And then they added Tayo, and then the dog.
0: And Goliath, and, and now we have the little, uh, And Ayaka then uh, an, or
2: and, and the the, the, the um, pseudo daughter.
0: Yeah. Between
2: the married couple because yeah. they are still children.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I. It's just I. Ayaka yeah, is like the maid I. chick, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh God, she's. Oof.
0: Yeah, she's um, she's fucking. Spoilers. Yeah.
2: People be crazy in this series. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. So who's you they guys' favorite wild. sibling?
0: Who's your guys' favorite sibling? Do you think?
2: Oh, you know what? I really like uh, Shinzo. To be nice. honest, and Nanao. Nice. Nanao Shinzo are probably like my top two. Hell oh, yeah. Um, because I like the Nao's style, and I like the, I just like the silly bucket head with the drawing face, drawing face on it, and like, just like how kind of like pure he is despite how grotesque everything else about them is. Right, right. Um, and then for me Shinzo, the idea like he's like this tough macho knows how to use weapons, but it all stems from like this crybaby phase he has as a child, yeah. and I think that's the hilarious subversion of that trope yes um so those are my two favorite uh members of the family
0: yeah hell yeah what about you eagle
1: i would have to say <clears throat> Shion because she's like a hacker kind of techie gamer chick you know what yeah. i'm saying like nerdy don't you <laughs> gotta love that you know what i'm saying yeah. but um other than that i'd have to say probably futaba just because she's got the aikido martial arts vibes you know what yes. i'm saying uh uh goki shibukawa from fucking baki you know what i'm saying yeah. I mean, she Who's reminds me moment?
0: mostly of like biscuit krueger Hunter Kruger, Hunter. Kruger. yeah, yeah I mean,
1: obviously like aesthetically
0: but the fighting nah, style even even inside that i mean she's got the hands No, nah, nah, because biscuit is biscuit more just, like, you his, like that too. The aikido
1: yeah. is goki oh Sheki sure sure yeah, like yeah, he uses yeah. the momentum to throw it's all throws like yeah. using enemies momentum yeah. and strength against them like absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: i think that Knox and i were just talking about like general
0: combat ability
2: we're like. Yeah, we look second. at you
1: and you're fairly dressed, kicking everyone's
2: ass. I feel like everybody inside
0: of the family has that like, um, you know, kind of uh, hidden side to themselves that is like not apparent from the surface. Like obviously uh-huh. Futaba is one of the older ones and you couldn't tell because she has like a 12 year old's body basically and then on top of that she's a gangster with the hands which you just don't automatically assume from a character design like that she's designed
2: to look dainty yeah yeah
0: exactly shinzo is like of the same you know kind of kind of vein on the opposite side of things where you know he's big and swollen looks menacing but is like a teddy bear like or softer than that. You know, is it now the youngest Nanao is the youngest, but he's the biggest, yeah, type <laughs> he's shit. He's
3: the biggest yeah. guy. And
0: Kengo is just, like, Japanese Roger from American Dad, basically, which is, like, I love that about him. His, right. like, personality and his skill set is just, like, screams Roger from American Dad to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love that i'm just I love waiting it too. for him
2: to be like have a martini and he's just like i do what i want yeah
0: <laughs> yeah no, for sure i think my i think my top three and i was say i was talking about it on twitter too it's been the same since the beginning of the series to current my top three is definitely like utaba Nanao, and shion for sure those are the three that speak the most to me um and they've gotten like everybody just gets like amazing focus you know what i mean and that just goes back to the slice of life aspect of it where it goes into that like whole story in one chapter kind of flow and you yeah. break it down like tayo's with nanao this chapter tayo's mm-hmm. with you know shion this chapter Tayo's with Shinzo this chapter and then you get those while it's leading into one of the multi-chapter story arcs like the front lines or the the, the hunt down father shit. You know what I mean? Like any of the bigger yeah. arcs that have taken more than one chapter to kind of tell that story. It's always a buildup of individual, you know, character building chapters which and just family building chapters, which it goes back to that like perfect narrative balance that I was talking about a little bit earlier or perfect feeling rather.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I thought it was interesting. I feel I really like their power system. I like how it's just about murder, prowess, speed, strength, skill, whatever. Yeah. And then within that, there's, like, we have a reason why we're on top. And then that in itself has its own subsection and, like, mutations, permutations of why these things are getting stronger and stuff, which I really like. Like, um, like the grandpa of the family Ban. yeah
0: hilarious fight love
2: love that favorite fight one of my favorite fights straight up
0: yeah dude one of my favorite Uh, fights in the series is fucking like super recently like tayo versus shinzo in the in the in the silver the silver uh ranked uh spy exam like just like low key that was just like such a banger for me like the right (laughs) the action the art the writing in that between like shinzo and and, uh, and Tayo and just like how it links back to like how everyone tried to help him individually in the house to get ready for the silver rank exam. Like mm-hmm. all that shit just hit so beautifully. It, it was it was so, it like jumped out at me because that was like the first leg of the exam. By the time we got to Richiro, I had a, a really good idea of how the story was going to progress throughout the rest of the exam. But that first mm-hmm. encounter, like I had no idea what was gonna happen or how he was gonna get through it or whatever and they just painted that beautifully from start to finish in that first Mm. little encounter i was like damn this is tight yeah yeah
2: oh man i i really like that um because the core focus is family that the deadliest threats that they've encountered are also members of like their extended family
0: yeah for sure
2: Right, like I think that's really interesting because normally clans, like even in like Elusive Samurai, they're like, oh, you're, you know, you're part of our clan, the Nizumi clan. You need to, you know, focus on their stuff, solidarity and stuff. Where I like that the idea that like, um, oh, what's the phrase? Like Tayo and Mitsuki's bonds. Um, Mutsumi. Mitsumi's bonds, um, are really tight. Compared to, like, say, her and like some of their extended family, and it reminds me of this saying that the um, the water of the womb is thinner than the blood of the covenant, which is water yep. is thicker than blood.
1: Yeah, or wow, something or, like that. Yeah, blood is thicker <laughs> than water? the blood yes. of the, yeah. the, blood the, of the blood covenant. Of the... No, it's the blood of the covenant is thicker yeah. than the water of the womb. There it has you go. To say that the bonds that you form on your own outside of your family. Can be thicker oftentimes than the bonds that you have with your family that you were born with. Right. You know, yeah. which oftentimes I th- I can think... be uh, pretty thin. Right. And yeah. I speak from experience. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really important that a series that is so like focused
2: on <laughs> family. Yeah. Yeah. I butchered that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, for sure. But, like I, but I like that saying. I like focuses that. Focuses on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, like does acknowledge the fact that like. Members of your own family will try to trip you up because they're because they believe they're right. Right. Period. Not that they're a fucker. Not that they're like a bad person. It's just that they believe that they are right, and they are getting in your way because of it. Right. And I like that. I I think that's a nice, elegant, uh, undertone within the series. Um, I like that it doesn't treat the whole Yozakura family as a monolith right because i feel like that's boring because then it's just like you know it's that idea of like us versus them against the world but like what if it's us versus us i like that that's that, that, that for me that's more interesting
0: yes absolutely yeah. i feel like we so got to talk about me really and tayo's relationship too like we have to focus on that just because i feel like that's like really well done i'm not like really big into like romance series so i don't have like you know a foundation of experience to kind of base this off of but i guess one of the things that i'm kind of expecting you know, in a in a Shonen series that has, like, an intense romantic element, is that it wouldn't feel this balanced inside of the relationship, and it wouldn't feel, you know, like, this um, you know, this good, you know, I guess is, is how I'm going to say, it. you know, I'm expecting, like, Damsel in Distress, oh my god, save me because you're capable, and I'm, like, really the only one without powers in the group, and I'm cute, and I'm your wife, and you have to protect me. Like, Muts- Mutsumi has her own capabilities, too, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they are more on you know, obviously the less com- combative side, and, like, less uh tailored to helping, you know, the rest of the team with their spy-related, you know, abilities, but, like, she, in her, like, administrative role, can flip the script pretty easily from, you know, Tayo's girlfriend-slash-wife to, you know, a competent area of this family. The 10th head Enemy of the family. Like, yeah, like, yeah. You can feel that, you can feel that that regalness that she needs given her position, but, like, nothing seems to kind of like outweigh anything else inside of her character like she's definitely there and cute and like wife mode when she needs to be but then she's also like hey these are my feelings they matter this is what i want to do the and and she's very uh she feels very independent while being a part of such a big collective Mm -hmm. of characters you know what i mean so like that's awesome that that Um... it's achieved that kind of vibe you know what i mean I feel
2: like emotional agency has been covered really well within their stuff because like there were moments where Tayo was just like, we should do thing A yeah, and I think it's a good idea, but I don't want to do it if you don't want to do it. Like, Hey, I want it. You seem to kind of want this thing, but I need you to tell me you want this. Yeah. Otherwise, whatever, we'll go with plan B, we'll go plan C. I'll think of plan D if I have to, okay? Right. like, yeah. uh, And so, like, I love that they're maintaining emotional agency and, yeah. like, checking in after a decision's been made and making sure that, like, th- what they're having is, like, um, an ongoing, enthusiastic yes.
0: Yeah, and, it's, and it's, it, it goes and both ways, so too. Yeah, like, it's not yeah. just Tayo being, you know, dumb you know, macho, meat-headed, you know, shounen protagonist while, you know, the wife is, like, trying to just act like, you know, a wife or whatever. It's like, Tayo helps Mutsumi physically and emotionally, and Mutsumi helps Tayo physically and emotionally. They care about each other's feelings, they care about each other's desires and wants, and they grow together. You can feel that growth together, you know, really really strongly in the in the storytelling without feeling like it's taking away from any of the other themes that are equally established, you know what I mean? Everything just weaves together and fits together like a puzzle in the narrative, you yeah. know what I mean? While, while like being able to focus on all of them. Up. What'd you say? It's like it's all incrementally leveling yeah, up. Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? Like it's just like so cool how transparent the characters are. I feel like I know them so well in, you know, a little bit over 100 characters compared, or a, a little bit over 100 chapters compared to other stories inside of this demographic with an ensemble cast that tries to get a whole bunch of focus you know what i mean like it it just fits so well inside of everything that it's trying to do and tayo and mitsumi specifically they feel like the two focal points you know of the series but not so much that the side characters feel like they don't matter you know what i mean so the balance that's achieved is is honestly like stupid impressive to me and it's, like I've never read a story like this and I want more like this whatever maybe spy family's got some shit going on like this in it I don't know I might yeah. have to I might have to peep you know what I mean if they're doing shit like this, this is very new it's, to me
2: I yeah. would say it's about like I'd say it's more wholesome than spy family okay because like while spy family is very very cute mm-hmm. and you get a sort of like um audience perspective where the audience and the little girl alone because she's a telepath knows the truth it is very much a comedy of errors and like both parties within this adorable family are lying to each other Mm -hmm. so like there's that level of hidden stuff and it's just like okay it's very fun because you know we get to see the inside of their heads as they're racing to come up with like uh excuses to maintain this illusion right at the same time like i think that yozakura family is more wholesome because of like you said how transparent it is and how they're like hey we're gonna communicate our feelings we're gonna find an actionable like goal that suits both of us like um like it i feel like um it reminded me a little bit of, like, the way they check in and stuff is um, how some people in, like, kink relationships, right, mm. will double-check with, with their partner, like, hey, you're down for this, right? Like, this is kind of our a general outline plan. Are you still down? Yes. Cool. All right. As they're going through, you still good? Yeah. yeah? All right. Cool. Great. All right. Let's keep going. Like. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think, and I think that a lot of, like, relationships fall apart when people feel like they can't be transparent even with things that they because they feel like what they say would disappoint their partner or put them off or like say hey you know i'm feeling this way about this thing it's probably nothing but i'm still feeling that way and like no one wants to be like hey i'm depressed Right, 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 Or anxious about this, or angry about that, and like, yes, it's very normal. But like, people don't want to really like share about it. Like, we all talk about like, oh, we want clear communication, but it's not easy sometimes. Yeah. And I like that Yoshikura family touches on the whole thing. Like, the hard conversations are the ones worth having sometimes. Yes. And that in itself is a struggle point, a point of tension, and like, a overcoming one's own personal weakness to have a conversation. To save or build up a relationship and i think that's beautiful
0: Hell yeah dude that was very well said fuck yeah yeah last couple things that i have for mission yozakura family this week just going back to like the family dynamic of the storytelling i like how um you get pairings inside of the family and like every combination you know what i mean like there isn't you know it doesn't feel clicky inside of certain areas of Um, The family, you know what I mean? Like you'll get Nanao and Shinzo storytelling that show you their bond as brothers. Then you'll get Nanao and Futaba storytelling, Shion and Kengo storytelling. Like it's all mixed up so well to where you're like, okay, no, this is an actual family. It's not just the family interacting with Tayo and getting, you know, like they definitely focus on that a lot, but you also get like the other pairings just often enough to where it just feels so real and, and so organic. In that way, and I really feel the family vibe when it's broken up that way, you know what I mean? Because it, it's probably so hard for the mangaka to like, maybe not hard, but I'm just like picturing myself trying to write a story like this. And it's like, man, how do you you know, kind of format it and like lay it out to where every week you can give everyone like the perfect amount of spotlight by themselves and with one or multiple other characters of the family to kind of flesh out that family feel. And I feel like it just achieves that so beautifully inside of a story like Mishinyo's Family, which you have to take your hat off to Gondaira for, because I feel like that's really hard to do. Um, and then the the last thing that I had was the way that the overarching narrative comes back to the story and leaves the story because we always get, like I was saying, those kind of like isolated stretches of storytelling where it's a whole story in one chapter, focusing on, you know, slice of life character building inside of the family. And then at any point in time after you come out of that, it can go right back into the overarching narrative with Subomi and Father or Tan Popo. And it always just seems to flow so fluidly from like one point to another. You know what I mean? Because there are those times inside of the story where when it does break away, you can't really tell. It's like American comics, you know what I mean? Where you can just start in a point in time. It didn't tell you how much time had passed from the last chapter to the next one. It doesn't tell you how much time is passing Mm -hmm. from the end of this chapter to the next one. You know what I mean? It's just like a moment in time outside of like the overall story where it's just giving you character work. And then once it comes out of that, it flows just so beautifully into the overarching narrative again that it's just like, wow, this dude is accomplishing. A, or this person, I don't know if Yondaira, I don't know what, um, what the situation with that is, but this person has just got that figured out and just nailed down so well. The series feels so planned, you know, and so organic. It's just fire yeah, in that way. They yeah, detour yeah. masterfully. Yeah, de- yeah, masterfully detour. Thank you. Yeah. I like going back to the kind of the
1: relationship thing with Taiyo and um, Mutsume. Yeah. I just like the focus that's given on the building and development and strengthening of a young relationship. Where like you'll get those moments where Taiyo is having these introspective like thoughtful moments on like okay. How do I balance having this relationship and like cultivating it with being a spy being on missions every day having these interactions also going to school yeah like how do i balance these three things and like maintain health in all
0: three areas so like i like that yeah And and the comedy is like so i'm just like remembering like the early comedy like while we're fleshing out like the the characters inside of the family it's like They live this life all day every day, so they can nonchalantly bring up some spy shit or, like, some dark shit. Like, oh, yeah, these people died over here, or we had to go in and, like, break, you know, everybody's bones in, like, this compound or something. And you always get, like, that little side comment, very tiny, drawn, like, Tayo, like, chibi Tayo, like, reacting to, like, this crit. Because he's, like, such a fish out of water in the beginning, (laughs) and, like, it's kind of, like, we're him in the beginning like coming into this family and seeing how they behave like dude you motherfuckers are crazy and it's so normal for them so mm-hmm. it works for like world building it works for you know um tayo's uh character building in relation to the rest of the family When whenever you get them interacting with each other and saying something crazy or doing something crazy and then getting tayo's fish out of water perspective mm-hmm. like superimposed text like uh, you know in the bottom of like a funny ass comment of him reacting to you know these characters acting crazy it's just like a perfect way to kind of like give you the story show you what kind of world it is show you what kind of characters his siblings are while also keeping tayo involved in some way so that you don't forget about him but like that is just like all i don't know if that makes sense or if you guys can you know, uh, if you guys know what I'm talking about there, but, like, I'm in the beginning, up. you still get it a lot, I feel like, even now, you know what I mean, where you just get little reactions from Tayo, like, yo, are you sure you should be saying something like that, or, that's not normal, or, oh my, you know, like, shit like that, like, yeah, little funny like, reactions from Tayo, like, experiencing the spy world for the first time was just, like, something that was really good in the beginning.
2: I, I liked the one where it's like, it's a moment like, um, like, Tayo is basically that moment, like, arc when like uh, like in Avatar The Last Airbender right like Tayo is Zuko where he goes with the gang and each one of them he has like a heart to heart moment and like understands them a little better and then like gains something for himself through his association with that family member yeah so i like that a lot uh like just thought of a big
0: example during the silver uh rank uh exam when tayo is facing shinzo and then you have the flashback of shion utaba and Nanao trying to help him by saying attack his insecurities and shion's like this dude hates bugs so like just introduce some of these like you know super realistic like uh bug drones that that I that I manufactured or that I bought from somewhere and just make him relive his trauma and that'll give you the opening that you need to <laughs> to, to touch him and Tyle's like yo that's like really mean bro like I don't really want to do that up, yeah and, that too, <laughs> yeah and then you switch in and out he's like yeah don't be mean like that what we should really do is just slowly poison him until his body can't move anymore and Tyo's like that's even worse you know what I mean like shit like that it's like Chidi from the Good Place. You know that's wh- how that's worse, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then top is like, well, another big insecurity that he has is that like he doesn't want to hurt his family members, so maybe overreact when he hits you and act like you have taken way more damage than you have, so that he freaks out for a moment and goes, "Oh my god, I hurt Tayo," and then you can touch him, and he's like, "You guys are fucking terrible. <laughs> Y'all are
2: menaces." <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Like little shit like that, like is just so mm-hmm. good on the comedy side of Absolutely. things without taking away too much from anything else. That that's happening and then the fight
2: scenes are just fantastic like top-notch fight yes. scenes great very
0: clean choreography the choreography was just like so much better than i expected this series to have i considering had zero what I expectations for choreography
2: because i was like oh there's so much packed into this series right. maybe the choreography is gonna be buns whatever yeah um,
0: but, <laughs> but those was I was like, "Holy shit!" Like in the I... front line, in the front line arc, when like Tayo like runs into—I don't even know. Like it was just such a, a chaotic gunner. point in the. It was just such a chaotic point in the in the action, and I just like remember this panel where Tayo goes to like block something, and then like they're about to take advantage of his opening, and Shinzo like flashes behind him with the gun, pop, 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 and it's just like the the choreography is is so good for the kind of work that they're in because it's very quick very um exact you know a assa- it feels like they really feel like spies or assassins or whatever when they need to you know what i mean i feel it like it solves emotions yeah exactly like it, they really not just inside of concept and and exposition but inside of the action like they really feel like they work, that like, like they work this job you know what i mean and like that's really impressive that he's able to do all of these things you know inside of uh inside of his story and just balances it all perfectly. Just feels so perfect to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, that hasn't um,
2: told you on Yosakura Family. I don't know what <laughs> else will, folks. Dude, I'm
0: I'm assuming that anybody who is going to watch this segment is caught up in in Mission yozakura Family. I really hope that people don't see this as like a non spoiler. Why you should read Mission yozakura Family, but like we, it's just so hard to fit. A holistic how do you feel about this series generally and then go into like a full current chapter review so it's like yeah, yeah like
2: we yeah. did our season finale we yeah. gave you enough time to catch up folks right. come on straight up like, straight up. but yeah <laughs> that's, this was
0: happening yeah that's all i had for for Yozakura this week though can't wait to get into straight chapter reviews though. next time <laughs> chapter
2: 112
0: yeah, yeah all right well with
1: that i think we can go ahead and jump right into chapter 169 of Jujutsu castle yes uh tokyo number one colony part nine and we start off the chapter with this awesome ass color cover spread which is uh commemorative to the movie coming out i believe people were saying in my reaction chat on twitch yeah that makes no sense we we have young yuta here with his little like guy over his shoulder and we also that's his wife brother girl have his (laughs) nightmares we also have uh ghetto not kenjaku soo is not on his forehead right yeah this is uh yeah tokyo metropolitan is before yeah yes with the playful cloud yes Yes.
2: Jeez, love I it! I love that nine. I love that three-section staff so much. It's oh, so yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, I, I love, love whenever that little...
0: weapon is used in anything. That's just like one of my faves. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also like
2: the little microphone um, that has the similar like markings on it, as yeah. opposed to our um, bonito flake boy.
0: Right. Yeah, because I think that this is that's uh, you know what he was using to. Uh, use Toge's techniques and like amplify them or whatever because mm-hmm. he's like shouting it through a megaphone. It's been a while since I've read Tokyo Metropolitan Magic Technical School, but I remember that. Be I should probably reread that pretty soon. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I, I, I couldn't remember if that was exclusively for the Toge technique or if that was just like the medium for his copying ability. I can't remember exactly. Someone in the comments remind me, but, but yeah, dude, I love this spread. I love the color palette on it. I love like the, um, the scratchy kind of texture in the background in the oranges with like the blood splatter over it. It almost looks like it's on a canvas, like a literal yeah. canvas, you know what I mean? So like that's yeah. that's always a cool, like grainy, like noisy effect that I love in art. Especially art like, like, like Akutamis, this like normally gritty, yeah.
2: I like the saffron background to like okay. make them really pop out and complement like this classical saffron robes that like Buddhist monks wear. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, mm. love that. Really solid. Um, this is a goofy chapter with a lot of cool abilities. Let me just say that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there's so much weird shit going on. <laughs> this man Takaba. Really liking
1: Takaba a lot. Yeah. Oh.
2: He's funny as hell, even though he's not funny at all. He's so cringe. I love him.
0: Yeah, it's like the it's like the just cringy enough in the comedy to where it's not like oh my god i hate mm-hmm. this dude because it's so cringe but it's just like just that levity i don't fucking nah, know it's like, just one of those say. overly
1: enthusiastic like toto yeah. type characters that you yeah. just love to love you know what i'm saying he's yeah. like oh yeah. shit
0: this guy he's just yeah. he pulls you into his pace you know what right I'm saying? exactly this is definitely the goofiest character i feel like we've seen so far i mean like even considering characters like toto like this dude is off the wall, odd, bro, and I love every moment of it. I have no idea what's good with this little fan thing that he has, but I do have an idea um, of how his uh, his his curse technique might work, which I'm uh, interested to see, like how you guys kind of feel about okay. that, right? Because like, did you have did you have an idea for it too, Mello? I did. Okay. I did. Okay. So Go first. There was. Yeah. So
2: there was a moment on where he's like. You want to know whether I'm funny or not, right? Yeah. And uh, here's a joke to impress your crush. Marry me and be my Wi-Fi. He does that moment. And then on page 11, yes. Reggie notes it, it's like He's fast. The cursed energy increased dramatically. Yes. So I think his whole point is that because he's a failed comedian, he has to tell a joke and have no one laugh. No reaction, right? like a dead reaction like dead silence and like completely bomb and so that cursed energy that negative power fuels him and makes him stupid strong yeah but he has to tell a joke and make it bomb yeah so like that's why he's like doing jokes like the like you know uh um
0: thousand years of death
2: thousand years of death yeah he knows that guy's not gonna laugh at that joke he's just gonna be like motherfucker and he's like good keep making me strong like i think that's his whole thing is that he has to keep telling jokes for his bit right like he's like hey this is my 30 minutes which is interesting because he had the same line as it's not 50 50 it's maybe 70 30 and we talked about how he's had got a power similar to nanami sure. that is keyed to his job but he's a comedian so he's got 30 minutes and he has to tell his jokes oh. and he gets him stronger if he succeeds but he's a failed comedian so right. like that's where his cursed energy comes from that's my theory
0: sure. i like that it's very similar to um to what i was thinking i think mine i, I think i'm gonna go a little bit deeper on that before, oh, well, uh, hit me. on that with you because Yes, it's, it's definitely very apparent in the chapter that, like, his curse energy is spiking in relation to the jokes that he's telling. But then if you go back to, like, uh, his first introduction in chapter 146, when he comes out of, um, you know, his his performance, and he kind of, like, bombs, his, like, manager is talking to him, you know, towards the Let me just pull up the chapter here real quick, just so I can, like, quote yeah, it please properly. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have this dude with, like, in chapter 146, the last couple of pages... Buddy reading the 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 newspaper with the high top fade, he's like, I don't dislike your jokes, Takaba. And he's like, Ken? And he's like, neither of you seem to understand that even guys who aren't funny can make it. And then Takaba's like, like a one-hit wonder type or something. And then dude's like, no, two types of comics will always be in demand. Comics who are funny and comics who think they're funny. And he says, which one are you? And then you have this like ominous you know, kind of, um, you know, gradient screen tone effect in the background. And he's like, I'd say it's 50-50, but maybe it's more like 70-30. And this is obviously had the streets shook for a while, like thinking of Nanami and whatnot, thinking that Mm -hmm. maybe, I heard some people say that he like inherited Nanami's technique in some kind of way, which I'm thinking is just what Gege wanted us to think for a while until he actually started doing things like a red herring, which is really cool but the way that i think that that 70 30 split kind of um goes into his current capabilities is that yes when he tells a joke if it if if he gets no reaction and no one thinks it's funny his curse energy is going to spike and you know because that's like one of the conditions of 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 the curse technique but i think that the 70 30 comes from whether he's actually funny or he just thinks he's funny, right? So, like, for example, if he were to... At first, I thought, like, he would just be dead to rights if someone actually did find his joke funny and he just wouldn't, you know, be able to do anything to them. That's, like, the counter is, like, genuinely laughing at his jokes and then he just... Barely has any cursed energy and doesn't get the boost that he's thinking, and then you can just take advantage of it that way. Then but he I, only gets the thirty percent. Yeah, I think I think he gets um, I think he gets a boost no matter what. And I think that like if the joke lands, then it's only thirty percent. If the joke doesn't land, it's seventy percent. You know? Oh, I mean? that's
2: cool. I yeah, like that a lot. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean? Because then, because because I'm I'm just picturing a scenario where he's so confident in his abilities because of how unfunny he is to most people. But i think that maybe he doesn't even know exactly how it works exactly because i think that this is like a new technique for him he's he's inherited this since the calling game just like um you know fucking higuruma you know what i mean so he's new to cursed energy as well he's obviously not as um analytical and as like critically thinking as a character like higuruma is just inherently because he's obviously just like a dumb comedian or whatever but this is him just using the technique to the best of his abilities anyway and i think maybe the fact that he doesn't know really all of the ins and outs of exactly how the curse technique works actually does make it stronger almost potentially that's a little bit farther out you know there is as, as far as like reaching for 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 reasoning yeah. in things but I'm, I'm i'm pretty certain at least right now that that is where that 70 30 split comes from is whether or not they think you're funny for real or whether or not you just think the joke is funny because otherwise it wouldn't tie back to the conversation that he had with yeah. his manager in his first you know conversation because he says there's two kinds of, of comedians ones that are legitimately funny and ones that aren't but think they are you know what i mean so that is where i think that that 70 30 split kind of comes from and he, he's also oh very man. wishy-washy on like what the answer even is so that kind of also fuels my idea that he doesn't even know all of the rules to this you know what i mean and whether or not that strengthens the technique or whether or not his character is going to grow into really understanding exactly how the technique works and that'll make him stronger i don't know but i'm i'm feeling really confident that that's the 70 30 split there i like on
2: page seven even Magumi's just like he reminds me of toto <laughs> <So>.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh dude,
2: I love this guy's like language though. He's hilarious. Like I think he's genuinely like as a character hilarious because he's like, damn, what a tough crowd. Stiffs like you left your laughs in the womb. <laughs> he's right. just He's heckling them. He's like, yeah. hey, you didn't laugh at me. I'm gonna reverse heckle you. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> t-
0: <laughs> There's another like visual like thing in the art that I'm that uh that I'm noticing where um, someone or Schnudy, my homeboy, or our, our homeboy, Schnoody actually pointed this out to me because I actually read this chapter with him in Discord when it came out on Friday in the fan scan. But um, he pointed out that, like, there are some panels where Takaba is drawn with and without the white lines on his left arm. And that could just be because, you know, it's too far away and you just don't draw him because of perspective or whatever. But it does happen like multiple times.
1: Throughout on page the fourteen,
0: chat. you get one like that right away. On page should, four, they
1: should be drawn six and yeah, seven. Right
0: away on page four, you can see that he doesn't have the white lines on his left arm for the whole page. Mm. And then when he's powering up with his costume at stake, I gotta knock him dead. And then now the 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 white lines on the arm appear. And then he's yeah. telling his joke, and then his 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 power spikes, and then he drop kicks this dude so drastically and then what did you say it was 14 yeah there we go yeah that's a big one see this is not a mistake this isn't like a perspective depth based i just didn't draw it because the character is too far away kind of thing like gege is purposely not drawing these white lines you know on the left arm sometimes. and then right
1: under it there's a panel where they're drawn
0: yeah exactly exactly so shout, oh shout that's out to weird yeah shout out to Schnudi for noticing that i have no idea how that like goes into the technique at all. But I mean, this isn't the first time that we've seen something like this inside of you. Like Gege likes to leave little tiny, um, you know, visual storytelling cues like Haruma Shigemo. You know what I mean? Like how he had his technique literally written on his face and we just like didn't know until the explanation was given to us. Or I think maybe somebody on Twitter might've pointed it out beforehand, but it was just like very sneaky. You know what I mean? Oh, page he's page only 18. got the lines when he's telling a joke. Exactly, that's what I was saying, yeah. Page 18.
1: Yep. When he's doing the uh thousand years of death. Yep. Lines are drawn page nine or
0: page twenty. Yep. They're not drawn when he's jumping off the uh roof. Exactly. So I think that might be an indicator <clears throat> of whether or not the joke lands. Or no, I guess it's just I guess it's just whenever he's telling the joke because it's not it's not like they only appear after the joke. And that's so. the two types. It's 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 like the
2: Lanami thing where it's like the two lines or something like that where it's like the scale and it's just the two types. His bands represent the two types. Do I think I'm funny or does anyone else think I'm funny? Boom yeah. boom. Yeah. And then that's really cool because even on the one with um when he's getting off the rooftop, even the leg bands disappear.
0: Ah, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. So, wait a minute. Yeah. Is it just... Oh, wait, no, because then on 14, only the arm bands are gone.
2: And but the legs page, are
0: still there.
2: Page thirteen, page 12, when he's talking to Megumi, you can see that his legs don't have any yeah. things, right? Yeah. He's saying, call me Takaba, this and that. He's page not four, actually too. making... Yeah, yep. he's not actually making jokes. Page four, you can see uh, he doesn't have it either. On um, page
0: four, on the top right panel of page four, he has it on the legs, but not the yep. arm. And then the bottom left panel of page four, he doesn't have it on the arms or the legs. Yeah. So, like, I don't so, know what these combinations represent, but I feel like we're on to something here. <laughs> um, I think it's,
2: like, charge up or wind up, because, like, you see... Because on top of page four, when he's, like... He's still doing like the pose where he's like, "I did no damage," you know. The thing. He's still doing the bit. Yeah. So like it's it's he's winding out from his bit where like the arm disappears first, the leg disappears secondary, and then so on and so forth. Bruh. So like he's transitioning from bits. Yeah. Right, and it's like you know talking about uh, um stuff, uh, and uh the paper fan. Yeah. is very much an old-school slapstick thing. Oh, sure. You, you, it's, it's, it's the weapon that does the least amount of damage in Super Smash Bros.
0: Oh, man,
1: yeah. It's just annoying to get hit with. Yeah, it's, just
2: the, it's like... It's just the... Pow,
1: pow, pow.
3: Yeah, like, it, it's,
2: it's designed to make a lot of noise when you smack someone. Right, yeah. And so... I love that he's using that like it's it he he's he's got that little classic like uh joker harley quinn kind of thing where he's just yeah. like it's funny and that's why it works <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. dude i love gay man they're like so, it, i could just feel like the fun that creating this character and like creating and drawing and, and making these chapters is, is probably for them because it's like man it's all of this in your face comedy and like awkwardness and like weirdness totally probably distracting most people from picking up on these visual cues or really thinking that there's any kind of indication of what this dude's technique really is when it's just like so like right underneath your nose type shit and you most people probably just like wouldn't notice it on like a casual reading because they're just like so wrapped up in how goofy this motherfucker is you know what i mean like it took it took me some like mm, i've really gotta Put my sleuthing cap on for this type shit, and I just like love that inside of Jujutsu Kaisen.
1: On page oh, eighteen man. and nineteen, on the pa- yeah. on the bottom panel of nineteen, it almost looks like both of his legs are black with the white stripes when he's like kind of jumping up out of the. What uh, page? What page? No. Nineteen on the bottom, as Buddy's going smashing through the. Oh, as he's like the... kicks the shit out of this dude.
0: No, it, yeah, it after a thousand years of death. Yeah, but then he hits him with a thousand years of death, and then he's like, "Don't mock me!" And then he kicks him in the fucking face into the building. You're talking about that page? Oh yeah, he ass. does kick him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, what talking about it looks ass. like it almost looks like
1: both of his legs are black now with the white stripes.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, so that
2: means that his reaction may have been negative enough that he just put him into power mode. Yeah, like
0: like super duper power mode, yeah. Oh
2: man, so it's like half and half, 50-50 and then now it's like 30-70 where it's just like, yeah, that joke bombed. that guy hated you. Yeah, depending on how
0: much (laughs) they hate the joke your power kind of scales with that, yeah.
2: I love that. That's so meta and i love yeah, it that's like <laughs> i
1: love really it so fucking much. Good. good so talk. much
0: visual potential visual storytelling in this chapter I, I think this is this. definitely like visual like hidden like like the, the art is telling us a lot more than we realize i want to say like for sure Dude. for sure like on purpose like definitely that this is not a mistake this is not on accident this is not anything like that this is 100% gay doing this are we taking over unders on whether like megumi kills buddy next chapter or what i think yeah i think uh i think reggie's gonna take out reggie yeah obviously is is kind of like my answer to that but i think that we're really going to be impressed by reggie at the end because he's being built up like such a bitch you know what i mean like such a you know background scheming lackey using you know like motherfucker that isn't all that tight but then in this chapter you start to see like what his capabilities for real in close quarters combat like after he drop kicks this motherfucker megumi takes that opportunity while he's distracted reaches up from the fucking shadow tries to like rip his dick off or something i don't even know what he was trying no, to do he he was great he was like what else he grabbing for <laughs> like what is his legs, legs trying to no nah, it's dead square in the middle of his shit his shit is dangling and he's like i got that oh i'm about to <laughs> oh I don't know what he was planning, but it looked like he was trying to grab something. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> I'm no, taking your organs, my G. Yeah, no, but the reason why I brought that up, even though we're kind of talking about Megumi grabbing dick now, the reason why I brought that up is because, like, this was like the first time you actually saw that this motherfucker can, like, do shit at close quarters. Like, he is capable, because he noticed this, like, super secret blind spot attack you know from the depths while he's distracted and he still had the reaction time to get out of the way so i was like okay nah, this dude could do some shit already you know what i mean and then at the end of the chapter it's like we're getting full power reggie next chapter and you're like okay i think he's about to stunt for real and we're really gonna see what he can do and it's gonna be really impressive and then Magumi's still gonna gonna clap him but i'm I mean, just like
2: reggie's got some cool powers he's got yeah. the utility belt out of those receipts yeah. and like he created gas, like previous chapter he created gas which accentuated the exploding body parts and then
0: oh yeah um, so like his receipts kind of like uh gain in in oh dude like um in greed island hunter hunter yeah you have the card representation of the physical item and then you say gain and then it turns back into that physical mm-hmm. item from the card so maybe these receipts kind of work like that to where, like, whatever the receipt purchased can then be gained from the receipt and turned into that thing. Because
2: he definitely He's like, created gained. gas out of nothing. He used yeah. the shell because re- yeah. we saw the shell receipts, remember? Yeah, we saw yeah, the yeah. shell receipts and then he turned it into gas to yes. splash Megumi. Yeah. But there was another thing, a 2 And that happened
0: in this. Hunter Hunter specifically. He had gasoline in yes. one of his fucking yep. cards. Yes. And then he, he gained a it. Card
2: Yo. The glass thing of gas and smashed it over um Genthru so the, that he couldn't the, the, use the little flower. Oh my yeah. god.
0: Dude This there is was a that. hunter this is a direct Hunter Hunter reference right now.
2: It has to be. Um get it, get it. but the other part like but Reggie also has a twofold ability because there was this moment where he and Hazanoki um had umbrellas out of nowhere and floated down from the like the third floor to the ground like Mary Poppins. So Mm. the items that he summons don't technically obey the laws of physics. Right, right. So it's not permanent. Wow.
1: What if we get, like, literally, his ability is called Gain, and he's literally saying, Gain, on!" no! And when he pulls out of his seat and fucking (laughs) gets a scythe or something, he's coming at him with all types of crazy shit, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I'm waiting
2: for him to just, like, start, like, you know, throwing, like... Uh, receipts and like receipts starting to like burn themselves and he suddenly has like a kitchen knife out of nowhere like you know like um. there was a series called Murim Login where this guy had an inventory ability and so he defeated a swordsman by having the inventory pop the sword (laughs) into his hand as he was getting stabbed so the guy ran into him and had a sword pop into his chest
0: oh shit
2: and I was like, "Yeah, that's cool." Especially now that he's able to like create umbrellas and gasoline and stuff out of out of thin air. If these receipts really do something. work
0: like that, like Megumi's gonna take this motherfucker to high diff or extreme diff, probably, and he's just gonna be butt ass naked by the end of this fight. Like all of those receipts, he's just gonna be ripping them off, <laughs> trying everything that he can. You know what I mean to stop Megumi using all of his fucking receipt dress, and he's mm-hmm. just gonna be butt ass by the end of the fight like out of receipt (laughs) new way Ah, you know (laughs) like type shit (laughs) i'm waiting for like to do like (laughs) like
2: like a punch to like his throat or like his like like his like collarbone to like break his collarbone just like and like the receipt turns into a loaf of bread like
0: like that'd be funny and he's like
2: oh i need to start making more shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm so excited for that. I'm so sick because it's going on break. The whole magazine's going on break. We have to wait like two weeks before the continuation yeah, of all of these stories, days. man. Fuck.
2: Ah, man. That's okay. But Hazanoki, his compadre, yeah, the guy with the mullet and the suspenders, is probably like his coolest minion. Straight yeah. up. The yeah. coolest minion. Yeah. I love that his body parts straight up explode, and he's using uh, what well, Megumi said—it was a reversed curse technique to regenerate. I don't know if so that's he's...
0: like what's actually going on here, though, because I remember that but it I is. was it's his eyes. Right, and I and I remember that like when um, we were on break when these chapters were happening, so we didn't mm-hmm. actually have a conversation about it in this kind of setting. But I remember asking on Twitter, I was like. Is he using reverse, before this chapter came out, I was like, is he using reverse curse technique or is the regeneration actually a part of the curse technique itself? Because I was like, this is really high level reverse curse technique happening right now, if that's the case. Um, Like this dude is pulling his eye out and then like immediately after he throws it and it explodes, it's grown back again. Like that's really quick for such traumatic damage. You know what I mean? I don't think. I, I don't think but that this like, dude is that tight. It's working. It is working. I'm. I was wondering, like, maybe you know, the trade-off for the for the healing is that is the pain of ripping your limbs out. So because mm-hmm. you have to endure, you know, the pain of ripping your eyeball out, ripping your teeth out, ripping off whatever body part, then that's the trade-off. And then as soon as you throw it and it explodes, it just automatically regrows, kind of like um, undecrease in un- in undead unluck. So it kind of like mm-hmm. works like that conditionally. Like, it has to hit a mark and explode before it grows back or something. But I just don't want to believe that this dude is that tight, that his reverse curse technique is, like, that advanced and, like, that strong. Because, like, we're seeing I this on a his... really high level. So,
2: Well, I mean, Higuruma was a really advanced curse technique user, That's but right. he was also a genius. But he had mm-hmm. domain, specifically, yeah. that made it different. Sure. Um, Hazanori, his condition is probably, I can only regenerate that quickly, to wounds that I inflict myself. Some shit like that, yeah. Because Something that... like that. Because you can see at page 15, you see a tooth and an eyeball. If you zoom in, you can see that he's got a missing eye. Yep. Because you can see him on page 14, reaching up towards his face. He's yep. got two things. He throws them. And on page 16, um, you he's missing his stuff. But you can see on page 17, the bleeding eye... The, when he gets smacked in the face of the fan, yep. you can see the missing tooth. You can see the regenerating eye in the panel below. Right. So within three pages, he's able to regenerate his stuff. Yep. And if you look at his teeth on page 19, it's healed.
0: Right. So, so, like... and, and so I was thinking, like, maybe Megumi was just wrong, and he just assumed that it was reverse curse technique, but maybe it's reverse curse technique no matter what. Like, that's just the mm-hmm. healing mechanism. Yeah. And, and whether or not it's, like, active or passive is the difference. You know what I mean? Because, you know, at first I was like, he's probably just guessing based on the information that he has, and, you know, he could be wrong, and then we'll get a full explanation of exactly how the technique works later, and it ends up not being reverse curse technique. But I think it is reverse... I think it is RCT no matter what. Yeah. And whether or not he's actively, you know, charging up the energy necessary to like focus in on the wound and heal it, I think is one possibility, which I'm thinking is not the case because I just don't think this dude is that tight to where he has that good of reverse curse technique, but, or it's, Reverse curse technique still, but only on the passive sense based on the conditions of his of his jutsu shiki or his curse mm-hmm. technique. And him hitting the conditions of enduring the pain, throwing it, it explodes, then it can regrow. Just naturally, passively, using reverse curse technique, but not like actively charging it. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But yeah um, man, I don't know, baby. man. This shit is fucking wild right <clears throat> now, bro. Like such a funny chapter with so much power system depth to it you know what i mean like i just love that about gege and how they're able to balance those things so well yeah i think i uh, don't know i think that's about
1: all i have for this chapter though
0: yeah i think i'm good too
1: loved it loved it all right well with that i think we can go ahead and get right into chapter 223 of dr stone Tony zero we're here zero Color page oh. is we get this beautiful color cover yes of the Rocket Squad, of course, Senku Kohaku and Mister
0: Stanley, yeah. Stone Cold Stanley. Hell yeah! You want to know why I think he's going? He Obviously, is going, we confirmed. No, yeah. no, 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 no. He's no. the I'm...
2: only person okay with murder.
0: I know that he's going, but I'm saying the reason, like, why he's going, <laughs> is I think because there's got to be a character that can die in this mission, and it's not gonna be. Like Ryoji Nagaki is not going to have anybody in the main squad die. Yeah. Oh. So, so I think that, like, yeah, I think I think Stanley is going one because he's obviously the most capable, but also because someone needs to not come back from this trip, and it'll probably be Stanley. Yeah. And you can see, like, even in this color page, like it feels
1: like the Death color flag. palettes on Senku and Kohaku are very bright, yeah. colorful, like. And he's in the back, just very, like, kind of grayscale, like, looking very somber and yeah. melancholy. Yeah. You know? Oh my
2: god. Is his yeah. death gonna end up being, like, petrified and floating off into space so they never unpetrify him?
0: Bruh, something like that. Or, like, you never know, like, what kind of threat they're going to run into on the moon once they confront Y-Man. Yeah. You don't know, like, what kind of, like, setup that he has on the moon. You just know that he's there. So, like, that is entirely mysterious and will be kind of hard to guess, but, like, whatever it is, whether he's petrified and floated off into the space, whether he's blown up, whether he's, you know, like, whatever. You know what I, mean? I think I I think st- I very strongly believe that Stanley does not come back. Stanley does not come back from this. Rip Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> which is, like, kind of sad to think about. You know what I mean? He's
2: one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, Just, I normally hate pretty boy characters. But Stanley really warmed my heart by not focusing on his looks at all and being purely competent. I was like, yes, this is a great subversion of what I can expect. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, he's just, like, Um, so
0: cool. And, like, this chapter, like, you know, really kind of built him up in relation to the rest of the main cast a little bit because you have go going like, "You stole my spot, better make it count." And he's like, "You already know. know what it is, yeah." I you know, know, like it is my G. Yeah, it's ah. like man, and then you get like the super sentimental moment where Zeno is like, "You can't smoke in space, but I got you some chewing tobacco in the shape of cigarettes." To kind of like, you know, ease that. It's just building up sentimental that value for Stanley. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because he ain't coming back. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, I'm so confident about that right now. Because it's like, I'm sitting here going like, man, Ryus we kind of got hoed, bro. Like, why would you deny him his spot that everyone knows he should be here for? You know, and, and, and it was written well. You know what i mean we got some like great introspective stuff with Ryusui and his insecurities and his incompetence and and how sad he is that he's not going despite being like the character that wants the most things obviously his whole character is about desire and this is like one of the things he wants the most so you take that away from him you have to have some sad you know psychological storytelling there for him he overcomes that he deals with it and then kind of moves on and then stanley fills that gap and it feels totally fine but like yeah it how do you how do you do like a kind of final quote unquote arc where the stakes are the highest they've ever been and then everyone and just no comes back like totally fine yeah you know what i mean like there has to be some kind of you know shitty situation that they have to deal with you know irre- irreversible one you know that they have to deal mm-hmm. with in this in this mission so you in you input stanley there and it just feels so well to think about it like the for me and
2: i think it's fitting that like stanley would be the one to die um because he is a soldier. Because he has been willing to kill. Yeah, before. he's got bodies already. Um,
0: yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, and
2: it's like, oh god. There was a line from a series that kind of like shaped me as a fourteen-year-old kid, um, and the series was: those who bring violence to the other, to bring violence to others, invite violence to be brought back on them, by the implicit action of right bringing
0: it yeah we see that all right. the time where like a character and I love that. racks the bodies up in their past life and then now they're a cool character but then they and you know all the chickens eventually come home to roost you know what yeah. I mean and, and yeah and that karma comes in and, and eventually gets them and it's always like a sad point I can't I don't have any examples off the top of my head but like I see that all the time in fiction I want to say Vinland right? saga there you go there you go in the, no in, in the dad in Thor's dude Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah Thor. Thor. it's sad. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: It's just fun to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, for real. Man. No. I was so mad at oh man, Asalad. Fuck Oshalad.
0: I know, dude, but like I, lo- I love I love like, my Tors, favorite character. I was so mad about Taurus. I dude, that shit hurt so bad. I was definitely <laughs> on some fuck Oshalod <laughs> I was like literally like
1: <sighs> you gonna do this not to me years old and i will swear <laughs> i was so hot yeah i was i, I was so hot hot there, us a lot like Yeah. <laughs> Man. but yeah it's oh, rip stanley been.
0: it's rip stanley for me right now like yeah. until proven otherwise and i honestly like i don't know you never know what's gonna happen on the moon but i feel like if nobody dies up there or like something tragic doesn't happen that's like irreversible that that's gonna maybe take away from the stakes. You're just a
1: gloom and
0: doom I just, ass I just don't think you build stakes. Just don't build. No, this is a bloodthirsty. No, I'm not. Just like, no, man, I just don't like no. you know not capitalizing on the stake building that 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 so what that if I oh, yeah. do? Yeah, you bloodthirsty. I mean? like I think I mean, don't create that big of a threat wrong. if you're not going to, you know, that's uh, why Chrome was like, no, nah, we all coming back, man. He did say that. I
2: feel like, I feel like, but like, and you want that he was to happen, doubting, but it
0: shouldn't. You know, he like, was
2: doubting. Like, yeah, Knox isn't the only one. Yeah. Luna's doubting things. Right. Uh, you know, Luna's doubting things, and they're like, "Hey, man, you know," and Senku's just like, "Don't worry." The chances of us dying in space are only like one in twenty. It's right. fine. Right. And they're like, wait, what? And then even Gen has to just straight up lie to people and say yeah. it's going to be fine. You want to It's know- death flags
0: all around. Yeah. yeah. You want to know what? Else? You don't want to know it'll work even if they don't kill Stanley. Still, just leave him there, petrified on the moon. Like we have to bounce. Stanley sacrifices himself in some kind of way to where he's just left back on the moon, petrified. And then there you go. You know what I mean? Everyone's sad. They come back. Like where's Stanley? You know, and then you just get, like, the, sh- the shaking the head panel, you know what I mean? Or something like that. As long as the characters feel the loss, cool. And then you go back and get them, you know what I mean? A really crazy moment, like, 50 years later or some shit when they finally go back to get them and Zeno's old as hell or something. You know, like, I got you, bro. Like, I I came back for you type shit. Like, whatever. Even if you don't kill him, like, you can still make the stakes work you can still make yeah. that that consequence Put that happen in the epilogue yeah you know what i mean like something like that there's a lot of ways you can do it and i'm sure Ryuichi Inagaki nagaki is is the brilliant writer that he is you know what i mean like he'll he'll figure it out even if he doesn't kill him but i really <laughs> think that's something tragic and seemingly at least irreversible oh you know, my should God. kind of happen
2: that would hurt me so much just like stanley coming back from a rescue rocket. And he just comes across, like, this town square. It's got a statue of him in his prime. And a wizened old man is just sitting on a bench in front of it. And it's Zeno.
0: Yo, I can and see it. I'm just it.
2: like, oh, it hurts me. It I hurts can my see part. the
1: vision. I picture, I picture Stanley, like, coming to from the depetrification. And Zeno is just, like, smoking a cigarette hands it to him. Hey. Just lit it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was gonna staring. say I don't think I don't think he's gonna smoke, but no, he's not smoking it. <laughs> yeah, but he just, just lighting it. it. Yeah, it to him, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, I can see oh, that, man. Maybe. He's
1: like, he's like, Oy, hi, partner. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, what's going on, hi, Dude. <laughs> yeah.
2: <sighs> but this is like this chapter. where he says meant so much. Yeah, because like. Um, There was this this Like the part where they're counting down Right? It's like the 10, yes. 9, 8 6, 7 And Senku says on page 15 It's always so quiet being petrified Can't hear a damn thing out there Can't even feel vibrations yeah. And write down the countdowns at 5, 4 3, 2, 1 And he's like I counted You know For like a billion si- Like you know so many 370 years worth of seconds. 370 yes there we go thank you 520 Um,
0: seconds yeah so many
2: but i love that idea it's like yeah by myself i counted those many seconds but with everyone working together as a civilization through our collective science i'm counting down in 10 yeah yeah. And I'm just like, ah, that's such a great yeah. metaphor. Bringing that back from the beginning of the series yes. and just like, chef's kiss, yeah. bow tightened. Um, yeah.
0: The oh, writing God, on God. during the countdown was so fucking good, man. Like, oh my God. Like, it I literally chills. had chills. Like, I was reading, I was like, oh my God, we're here. It's counting down. They're going to blast off. I'm going to see a double page spread of this rocket blasting off at the end of this chapter. And I just remember being like, Oh my god while I was reading it bro like it's just such a such an um an emotionally potent last yeah, this couple is of like chapters. the
2: third time I've gone through this chapter and I still got goose pimples.
0: yeah dude I'm just like cuz it's like dude like this is the invention you know the kind of feat that we've been waiting for ever since we first started getting development for Senku and like what he wants to do as ever since childhood it's like I'm going to the moon like soon you know what I mean like And then we get all of that rocket ship building flashback while he was dead after sukasa killed him quote unquote you know what i mean like all of that stuff laid the foundation for why this is so emotionally resonant in this chapter right now and they keep going back and kind of like hinting at this and sprinkling more development you know what i mean onto it like leading into it it's just been so beautifully built up to and now we're finally in the air bro like oh my god we're on the way to the moon bro
3: Uh
0: Uh, and it's like like everybody else
2: playing in the background what'd you say like the song of the Valkyrie, Ride of the Valkyries, playing in the background. Oh no, I was hearing, like,
0: I was hearing fucking Elton John, and I think it's gonna be a long, long, long time. Long time. <laughs> yeah, till touchdown brings me to the ground again. I'm
1: not the man <laughs> think I am. At home. Home. Oh no, no oh, 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 oh. oh, no, I'm, I'm a, a rocket, rocket, rocket
2: man. Rocket man,
1: burning out as you out here alone project title
0: coming soon let's go wait Uh, a minute dude like what are the chances hold on bro like in the anime bro if they play that song i doubt it's possible but like we already have like an american singer that like had a whole like american song in the anime like or english song that was vivian vivian yeah vivian goldberg or whatever her fucking name is i can't remember lillian not vivian yeah lillian yeah yeah Yeah. dude that would be some shit bro that's no lillian Weinberg. What Lillian the fuck Weinberg. What's wrong with us, Jesus? I mean, Christ. whatever, dude. How long ago was that? And it's such <laughs> a fucking what, forgettable man. character. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, right. pretty. It is an important plot point, but like, um, who cares? like, but like about her,
2: <laughs> I think it'd be really interesting if they had Lillian's voice character or someone who's yeah. like sounds like Lillian doing that song as they're going up into space
0: they're definitely not going to do fucking rocket man but that's just like I'm like picturing it in the anime and I'm just like I want it but it's not happening but that's just <laughs> what I heard when I was like seeing the rocket blast off I was like shit Elton yeah and we finally <laughs> got
1: the meeting between Kiseki and Joel, Joel. Yes. the toast between the master engineers bro, bro. and then they start working um, together and they're like oh my god Medusa, a match made in this heaven. is god tier engineer right now they're just like
2: <laughs> i love their dichotomy yeah like because like young prodigious joel young yeah. joel yeah. is young but represents the old school whereas like kaseki is old and represents like the the new new school you know newer school than he's used to that's for <laughs> yeah sure. exactly yeah. so like i i like that kind of fusion i'm just like ah and, like, you can see Kaseki's age in this page oh, 11. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, you ain't gonna live that much longer past the epilogue. Nah, bro. because they, they, on, they keep hitting dude.
0: that they're gonna fucking like keep petrifying him and making Goblin. him younger and shit, which is like a moral quandary, obviously, is, that they have to explore. Lo- but, like, that's that's in that's in the cards. Like, that's how the Medusa works. They've already talked about how. Every time Kiseki's been petrified, which is multiple times now, he comes back a little bit more limber, you know what I'm saying? A little bit more nimble, a little bit stretchier, you know what I mean, than he was before, you know? Oh my so. god,
2: that'd be horrifying. You know what would be really fucking weird is if they have, like, this, like, I like it would have to be, like, a bonus blooper thing, that they have a thing where someone's like, yeah, and then they, like, petrify themselves way too much, and they're, like, a teen, and they're like, fuck! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I,
0: Little point one chapter. Yeah, nah, it's yeah. good though. Yeah, man, dude, this shit is so good. I'm like so red God, every time I get to like this last page, like in Jujutsu Kaisen and now Doctor Stone, I'm like, man, two weeks before we get the next chapter of this, they're like, like such hype points in all right. of these stories, and it's just gonna be a fucking nightmare waiting for the next one.
2: Oh man, yeah. but like, can we just appreciate just? the simple beauty that they have for like this cape that's yeah. depicted on
0: 1819 yeah yes love this uh, like, spreads reminds... are always so drastic bro so good even the ones like, that incorporate like photographs like a lot of them do like he, this he makes seems it so peaceful yeah mm-hmm.
2: they've got the ship on the side to observe everybody where everyone else is that's their command tower yeah bro it's late
3: oh my god
2: so solid also rip stanley
0: yeah rip the guy man like i really man thinking about that like makes me like really sad but like as soon as i it as soon happen. as i started this chapter i was like wait a minute oh no yeah I was not like, like this Shit. yeah not like this or whatever man chickens come yeah, that... home to roost man that karma that karma chickens home to... come on to roost.
1: get out of here <laughs> you know. Yeah. we'll see. Yeah, that's though. all I had for Stone this week. I think. Yeah, yeah. I pretty, think pretty straightforward chapter. A lot of just imagery and nostalgia and yeah, feels. Beautiful I mean. writing and art as usual, but like yes. super potent writing. Last, last chapter, I, I love the quadruple page spread of like the, the all the progress culminating to the point of yes. the rocket being completed. Yeah, that was so. Yes. Cool. Yeah, that was so
2: good. Um, just like a small note on this like is triumphant as this chapter was i loved like the peanut gallery just inserting like personal doubts that are very real and very human Yeah. And even though they're like yes we're succeeding as a story it makes complete sense for these people to have doubts as they're succeeding
1: for sure oh yeah i I touched on that in the previous episode i thought for sure that was going to be a point of stakes where people were going to be like yo they could blow up on launch. Like, a lot of shit could go wrong. Yeah. So, I personally... Oh, fucking hiccups. <laughs> Deep one, too, that, like, hurt my chest. Ooh. I personally was, like, really happy to see that in this chapter, even though yeah. it was kind of, like, uh, alleviated by Gen, you know? But, like, mm-hmm. that that was gratifying for me, because I, I wanted to see that. That makes sense, like you said, that but they would be worried. Yeah. Because even, you know, like, we've seen that many times in modern-day rocket launches where doesn't go so well
3: <laughs> yeah
0: and even though it Dude, was kind I... of alleviated by again like after the worries were kind of brought up like you can tell that they're still going to think and feel and believe those things until everyone comes back safe you know what i mean like they don't you just, can tell that thoughts don't Gen, just go away yeah i mean you can almost
1: tell that Gen really doesn't even believe himself Straight like up. on this bottom page of page or on this bottom panel page mm-hmm. nine yes yeah, just fine he's like leaned down like <sighs> yeah eyes <laughs> brow he did not even believe it tied you next to him with like the blacked out eyes you know what i'm saying like mm.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah dude everyone is so anxious and so melancholy and they're going to feel this way like they're gonna they're gonna wear a face they're gonna wear like a certain exterior but until these motherfuckers come back like they're gonna be biting their nails crying constantly mm-hmm. and just so worried for these people yeah. And they should, but yeah. their mean, fucking family. But yeah.
2: They should. Yeah. They should. And it's like, honestly, like, I still remember the first time I saw, like, the a video of the Challenger shuttle yeah. exploding. And it made me feel Everything. something awful. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I was just like, and every time I, like, see it and, like, I know it's done. Oh, it's, it's done. It's over. It will never personally affect me. But every time I see it and I'm just like, oh. oh
1: that God. happened. Oh. Oh. But, yeah, I, don't know. I digress. Yeah, 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 that's all I had for Dr. Stone. Yeah, I think I'm good too. Same. All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get right into Chapter 338 of My Hero Academia: The Story of How We All Became Heroes, Part One. I like that. Hell yeah! Because yeah. it's this like nice cover of uh, Deku and Aoyama looking yes. melancholy. Yeah. This is the first time he's
2: looked attractive. <laughs>
1: yeah, straight up. It's this like, is, this yeah. straight up.
2: I, I never thought I would hear the words out of my mouth. Hey, I'm looking pretty good today.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he's looking, just like in such a bad spot, like just like sucks, but it has to be like under these circumstances. But I never really cared too much for Al before this anyway, so whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's just a guy. Yeah, I'm just like whatever. Okay. But I like. I like the parallels his origin has, like his secret origins, so to speak. Right. Like, I dig that. Mm -hmm. I I like that it kind of compounds the whole thing because, like, his parents seem. He's rich. He's a rich boy. He comes from a wealthy, affluent family, and they used their connections. They paid money to find All for One. Yeah. How fucked up is that? That's hilariously bad. Yeah.
0: I like like just going into what you were saying about the parallels really? obviously between him and Deku and their upbringing. It's like Deku didn't have a quirk and all he wanted to do was find out how to be a hero anyway despite that and his mom had given up on him. Whereas like in Aoyama's situation he was like, yeah, this kind of sucks, but like I'm not Midoriya about it and his parents were like the Midoriya, you know what I mean? They're like, "No, we're getting you this quirk." You know what I'm saying? Like we're making yeah. this happen, you know. So it's 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 cool narratively like that but it also just shows like different situations of people dealing with the same issue in this society mm-hmm. that's been built up so well in my hero academia it's like these are like if these are two stories like what are the other stories for characters that aren't a part of this story like in the background you know what i mean for quirkless kids i mean you want to know, you wanna know gentle
1: what's crazy sad.
0: Yeah, yeah what's up? you want to know what's wild about the deku situation
1: too is that like he went to the doctor what if that's his dumb. mom got the proposition and was like, nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if the doctor was like, you know, I can maybe hook you up with somebody who can
0: uh, give your kid a quirk. You and know he saying? was directly affiliated. Like, we know that that Eggman dude was working for Buddy. So, like, yeah, dude, that's definitely um, a possibility. So that's just there. a deeper level of understanding that Deku... I
2: just kind of thought of something. This.
0: Right, right, yeah.
2: So they were like, hey... Deku's not manifesting his quirk and they've visited the doctor who's like their regular doctor, right? right? And uh Deku's dad is never around. Right. What if Deku's dad was a guy who crossed AFO, got killed and they stole Deku's quirk as a child?
0: Because the dad fucked up or whatever, like the dad Deku was supposed up, like, to have a quirk but like like the dad did some weird shit and the, the it. dad yeah. the
2: dad tried to do some like try got some second thoughts and tried to be a hero about it and so like oh, he's fuck. like yeah no we'll take your kid's quirk if you don't work with us Yo. and then he still get you know he still crosses them he's dead because Aoyama's like oh you know this guy they showed us
0: they <clears> killed <throat> a guy like, yeah that could be like the last like laugh of like all for one like when the juice really starts mm-hmm. going like in this final conflict where deku thinks he's mentally prepared for anything that all that all mm-hmm. for one can do at this point because we got lady nagant we got um you know just his overall like shitty influence on the world in general and how like shit crafty and shisty he is in that way Deku's ready for that shit we have now Aoyama where one of his best friends has now betrayed him like that's all linking back to all for one Deku can be like I know everything that this dude's gonna throw at us now like I'm I'm mentally ready for this mm-hmm. and then all for one's like yeah that's why I took your quirk when you were a kid though and now Midoriya's right uh, back to like mentally I'm broken the reason you're like this <laughs> why are you say it like that though He's been, <laughs> that's why I took your quirk when you were a kid though <laughs> I don't know that's just like how I pictured it when I was thinking about it, I guess. Uh, uh, but, like, uh, yeah, uh, I could totally... Uh, uh, yeah, I could totally see a that pose being, bizarre like... bizarre adventure. Yeah, it's, like, the last thing he does as, like, something that was just totally not um, predictable, like, from Midori. Midori is all in his convictions. He's like, I'm ready to fight you, motherfucker. It's over. We got you dead to rights. And then he just says that to him, and now, like, that throws him off kilter mentally enough to where it shifts the tide of that in some kind of way. I could totally see that happening, too. Mm-hmm. That would be wild as fuck. Or maybe... Deku's dad was essentially Aoyama's parents and was like, my kid doesn't have a quirk. I got to go get one from All for One. I'm about to go try to work with them. And then, like Melo said, tries to be a hero, has second thoughts. And then All for One just kills the dad because of that before he could even get the quirk from Deku. He's like, oh, you
2: breathe fire, right? I have a client that was looking for something like that. Yoink.
0: Yeah, type shit, type shit. I definitely think that that is a really, really strong possibility in one way or the other. Yeah. Like I feel like
2: one. it might, like, maybe not the, the, hey, you're only quirkless because I made you quirkless. Because part of me is like, oh, that's too perfect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but it would still make a lot of sense, though. It would make sense. It would still track. Yeah. But I still think that he would hit him with something like, oh, yeah, no, your dad was heroic, too. You lasted much longer. And just yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Yo. I got you. Uh, rattled you. Got him.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. we never really got to talk about the traitor reveal, because we were on break, obviously, during that. Like, the last chapter, I think, that we talked about was the I have friends everywhere, and then it kind of, like, showed Hagakure. I think that was the last conversation that we Mm -hmm. had on camera. But I just love, like, the red herring bait and switch on that Kohei Uh, that that Kohei hit us with. It's like, oh, yeah, you thought it was Hagakure, but no, she just was the one that saw that it was Aoyama, you know, so I love that because like, man, when you're building up to a fucking traitor reveal that everyone thinks that you as the writer forgot about, and then you finally start <laughs> giving it to them and they're like, Oh man, funny. this reveal is terrible. hagakure no one cares about this bitch. And then it's like not her, you know what I mean? Like that's just Dude, like, it
2: was the funniest a React yeah to that i was like gotcha bitch Trolled the <laughs> shit like, yes. out of y'all
0: yeah like
2: he's, like, he's epic. like you think he didn't have a twitter <laughs>
0: <laughs> no <laughs> kohei was watching the streets and said oh yeah watch this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, moving back to kind of the events of the yeah, chapter yeah. here
1: we start off with like the interrogation scene all the um all the teachers and and like police like kind of saying, like, okay, we got got to take this kid into custody and really, like, put him under protection. Kids kind of making, like, heartfelt proclamations of, like, you know, Aoyama, you're not fully bad. Like, we can kind of steer this. It's actually the kids who put an interesting spin on what they can do, have Aoyama manipulate all for one's intel to their advantage, in a sense. And then, and then, um... Aizawa, who was cool to see, he's like in the hospital on 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 the on, on, on the on the Zoom call. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. He's like, "Oh shit, I might have a plan." They're yeah. talking. They're they're spitting kind of. Hold up, cover their ears. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, and we
0: don't even get to hear the plan. But... I know. I can't wait till that's like revealed. Dude, it's obviously gonna I be like... revealed through the action probably once the heat turns up, which is always just a great way to deliver secret conversations that are had off panel. It's going to be, like, right in the middle. It's going to just be
1: inserted somewhere where we least expect it, like, Deku's going to be about to do something, and it's going to flash back to yeah. the conversation where he's, like, this is the plan. Yeah. When R- this d- happens, d- you d- d- do
0: d- 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 this. When that happens, you do that. R- R- d- you know what I mean? D- yeah. D- yeah. D. I always like that.
2: Okay. I like that because um, it all comes from that moment oh, where, sure. like, Hey, how did you not tell him about the raid in Camino? And they're like, we had no way to contact him. He just came to us and we gave him a report and that's it. Mm, yeah. And then I was just like, oh. Yeah. And then Midori is just like, hey, you know, we got to influence their choices. like right.
0: So, like, you report back so and cool. say, we're going to be here <laughs> at this time. And then all, all for one shows up, but they're ready for him because he told them mm-hmm. to. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like what they were implying, I think. Like, in this first little part of the conversation is like well now if aoyama is working for us now but still in contact with all for one then he can set up the ambush basically and like they were like no it's not gonna work like that it's too easy like like we like this kid broke many laws you know what i mean like we gotta we gotta we gotta get this dude out of here and everyone's like nah man like just it's our boy you know what i mean like let him fuck with us and 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 i just love how the actual like law still matters even though an important character is going through something that everyone wants to forgive him for society is just that well fleshed out that you know these police officers are like no it doesn't work like that i'm sorry i know you like your guy but like no you know what i mean so like that's cool it's just like such an emotional back and forth where you're like is everybody just gonna forgive this kid because everyone cried a little bit And then, like, that's it? Like, no, like, there's levels to this shit, you know what I mean? And I just love how it just isn't that easy in My Hero Academia. You
2: know what? It is the ideal court system where it's not that easy.
0: Everyone's forgiveness of Aliyama, like, makes sense to me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this dude betrayed you and, like, caused you guys a lot of trouble. Motherfuckers could have definitely died, you know, like, but they didn't. And, like, at the end of the day, this is your boy. You, you, you sympathize with what with what it down it's not as black and white as just he made a decision to betray you and he sucks he was like, under duress it's levels to this shit you know what i mean like in real life i can see the forgiveness happening you know this way too yeah. just because of how long you've known this person everything that you guys have gone through together like you want to just forgive him you know what i mean People So like, that vouching makes sense them, yeah. on the character side of things but then the the, the judiciary coming in like hey man oh, he's got to be processed he's got to go to court he's got to spend some, do some jail time like this is some, he might get a slap on the wrist, yeah, but he yeah. has to go in the system. Do exactly. jail time. Yeah, I don't yeah, maybe not jail time, I'd be forgetting their kids and shit, but like you know what <laughs> I mean. Like, <laughs> like they gotta come in and say, like, hey I man, mean, like y'all are in really high school, not like, the rest of the world, type shit. Yeah.
2: Because they could do like a slap on the wrist for Aoyama. He's not getting expelled, but he is on like a watch list. And then his parents get like charged for like quirk trafficking, basically.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's gonna, there's definitely going to be real adult, consequences. They definitely broke laws to do yeah. that. Like mm-hmm.
2: like if quirk marriages are illegal, quirk trafficking is way
0: illegal, especially yeah. since it's one dude. Yeah, if there's no if there's no like legal consequences for this like shown in like any way, then I'm going to feel like the story is just like the societal aspect is uh, of of how fleshed out the world building has been up to this point is going to start to falter because they're yeah. just being too soft in the narrative for the sake of characters that we care about. And it's like, no, we need this to, to, to have like real ramifications, like real, you know, legal ones, you know what I mean? In order for the world to still feel real and organic the way that it's kind of been built up too, so. But yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> And Is we move anyone... into
1: the dorm part of the chapter. What were you going to say, my love? Oh, uh, yeah, no, it's about the dorm area. Okay. Yeah, we move into the dorm part of the chapter where they're kind of like, it's post-plan, they're talking like, okay, we got our plan now, we better prepare, like a couple of them are going to go make some tweaks to their costumes, yeah. and then, you know, we kind of get the resolve panel where it's like just a small panel of each of their faces all pieced together around the, uh, Ugh! you know, we got this shit. Yeah.
2: This one floated through Twitter like crazy, and I was like, I was trying to avoid spoilers. I was like, <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. I'm being good. I'm being good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I like that. Like, people were clowning on them. Like, oh yeah, we're all gonna be looking super serious all the time. And then Minetta is like, just like okay, not whatever.
0: threatening at all, and everyone's clowning the this page because it's like, what the fuck, Minetta? Y'all really trying to make him look like a thug right now? <laughs> it's <is> not working. <laughs> He's hard, insane. man. He's resolved. He's yeah, ready. He is. It's just funny, absolutely. I'm 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 hey, with man. it. Like I'm with the shit scene. Oh, yeah. Like I'm all for this right now. But that was just funny to see on Twitter that they were like. What the fuck is just so lame? <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out He's of here. He's a little lame kid, but yeah.
2: I
1: I you know what? <laughs>
2: is still a part of the team, yes. and that's what's important.
3: Okay. Hey, I
1: love all my Twitter mutes, man. Let's go. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter mutes. I love you, man. Don't don't get into nah, it. I'm Come on, getting into Ufis? it. I'm, try, I'm,
2: trying to, I'm trying to spread my wings, you know. I, <laughs> yeah. I have to get
1: used to it. Yeah. And then we move into the best part of the chapter. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. What's that? Hatsume Oh me. yeah fucking love her man rolling up on the the development studio you know what I'm saying I just can't wait to see what kind of like tweaks and upgrades she makes to Deku's costume you know she's developed her skills more He's developed his more. Yes. She's going to be like, well, so, so what's up What's up with your current situation? Like, what you got going on? He's going to be like, well, I got this, 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 this. And she's yeah. going to be like, oh, yeah. let's fucking
0: go. Yeah. Come out with like
1: 20 gadgets. Like, yeah. here you go, here you go, here you go. Yeah.
0: Here's the Fajin ah. gadget. Here's the Black Whip gadget. Yeah. Here's the fucking float gadget. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just down the list. She's going to have a fucking field day. Yeah. So. going really to it. yeah. you know be like, you He's going to come out equipped. You know what I'm saying? Hope. Going to come out kitted.
2: I've never had someone equip 20 of my prototypes before. You really are the perfect guinea pig.
0: (laughs) Yeah, straight up. Type shit, you know what I mean? Because it's like, man, when was the last time that we saw Hatsume? First of all, I don't even remember. How long it's been, uh, but like Eagle was saying, like she's developed her skill set a significant amount. Surely we know what Deku's been going through. The conversation that they're going to have and how their newfound capabilities inside of themselves are going to complement each other when they start working on these new gadgets—it's just going to feel so good. And I cannot wait to see the drawings of the designs for everything. Yes. new shit. It's going to be so tight. Oh, it's going to be so cool. I'm like um, so like... ready.
2: And I feel like hatsume's equipment's probably grown in leaps and bounds because she's probably been working to maintain like this the, the 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 mega school maybe a little bit of the shuttle system like she's probably been been brought into the loop of that and they've had the kids doing their thing defending the school from like outside things rescuing people on missions to bring people back to the school to the fortification yeah. so she's had field tested prototypes yes going out there that are like hey the world's a dmz right now yeah. just demilitarized zone here's some stuff you know uh you know brass tested field approved so to speak yeah
0: yeah fuck yeah i love i love Ida. And his reaction, because like the door blows up and he's like, deja vu. And then, like, he just barely has a reaction to the fucking door blowing up. But then Hatsume lands on Deku with titties and face. He's like, oh, titties, face. Ah, I, you am, know? I am a
2: 15 year old boy. Yeah. <laughs> that was just <laughs> also, so funny love, to me. He's such I a love voice. How Deku. Yeah is trying to be serious
0: the entire time. With the titties in face, like, nah, we got shit to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not gonna get sidetracked by nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not even gonna blush. Yeah, it's so funny.
2: Dude, I love that. It's hilarious. She's probably one of my favorite supporting characters. Yeah. Because she's so crazy, and, like, I liked... Because she was the vehicle for the introduction of support items, which I really enjoy. Because, like, I don't know, like, What's Batman without his utility belt, right? Straight like, classico. Yeah. So like, and you have I to have you get... know
0: James Bond movies always Q. have you know She's the dude. That, yeah, yeah. You know that's his name. Yeah, Q. Yeah, yeah. He's got to You gotta pull up and show all the new gadgets, explain what they do, give them to the hero. You know what I mean? Like she fills that role, and that's always a great role in anything like yeah. that. Yeah,
2: Green I mean? Arrow without uh, without his like combo quiver, like
0: yeah, yeah. Like, you you need, gotta um, have gadgets. The Punisher and Microchip, um, like like you can just go down the line in the West. Like they Spider always man have that and his counterpart. web
2: canisters.
0: Yeah, type shit. Yeah, yeah. You always need the guy in the chair. You know what I mean? Yes,
2: man. Yeah.
0: Fuck yeah. Love that stuff. I think that's all I had for hero this week. Though I don't know. Um, uh, man, did we touch on everything? I think we did for the most part. It had a lot
2: of build up in the previous chapters of like, hey, why did you betray us? Yeah. this is what happened we yeah. were threatened it's under duress i'm sorry
3: yeah.
2: um i like the Eo aoyama kind of has like the correct emotional response they're like oh don't beat yourself up." and he's like no no like midoriya was in the same boat as me and uh he's a good guy about it and i'm a piece of shit yeah. <laughs> I'm like, straight up no you know
0: kohei's like just always so good for like emotional character writing between Mm -hmm. you know the people that have been built up so far you know what i mean so that shit's always going to slap like whenever we're away from action you know you're just going to get amazing character writing for whatever situation that they're in and a situation like this where tensions are super high because you're coming out of a wild crazy reveal about one of your best friends betraying you you know what i mean like this shit was handled beautifully i want to say and that's always like gonna be spot on inside of kohei's writing so a lot of emotional shit to chew on the last couple of chapters but like all just at the end of the day big setup for the coming conflict which is being set up very well in my opinion yeah
2: i can't wait to see deku's finalized look where he's done being edgy
0: you <laughs> yeah, know, I think where you he's have, not yeah. being
2: like uh jason from batman where he has like the mecha batman suit oh with sure the claws like early 90s just like yes. <laughs> the golden like clawed batman yeah, suit. yeah, yeah. Uh, it reminded me yeah. of that when deku was like going solo so i was like i really want to see like
0: this new yeah final form deku suit. yeah
2: what well, what is a Deku look
0: like? Yeah, that's true. Really How that. much
2: more All Might is he going to be like?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Man, I wonder if we will see any hints of All Might in his like final look or next look at the very least. You know what I mean? So that's pretty cool mm-hmm. to think about, too.
2: I want to see what
1: it's like.
0: Hell, yeah. But yeah, that's For all sure. I, I, think I'm, I think I'm good on, Hero.
1: That's about all mm-hmm. I had, too. All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and move into the last chapter of the night. The... Piece de Chapter chapter 100, <laughs> chapter 1035 of One Piece Zoro versus King. Let's go! And we actually get a cover story. We're yeah, going dude. into another limited cover series, number 25 Escape Whole Cake Island. We're gonna get the story behind how Jerma and everybody escaped Whole Cake Island, which I'm ready.
0: Yeah, you need this because you were like I not fucking this. with this when Bay came this. back.
1: Like, what the fuck? How did my man's get out? You know what I'm saying? With yeah. Big Mom, the Yonko Emperor, yeah. big bitch on his heels. Yeah. What? Like, <laughs> she was literally coming in. All right. right let's yeah. Go. You were.
0: I remember you were super tight. Like you were so positive. That Jimbei was did not make it out of this, <laughs> and Germa
1: apparently made it out too. So everybody made it out clean when they were supposedly the last line of defense against the raging Yonko. Like, and I think
0: on. Oda knew, like, man, motherfuckers are not gonna know how this makes sense. We gotta give it to him in the cover story. Let's go. We're I here. Know, we'll see how fun. it goes, but you never know because Pound <laughs> just like survived scot free in the cover story you know what i mean in that one in that one cover page that we got and, and that kind of shook the block up a little bit too it's like what the fuck pound lived what the I hell pound
1: just kind of like did his thing against oven and then skirted off and like yeah. rode away in a boat like yeah it's something different about that and if like yeah. you're literally like big mom is like at your neck Ooh, and no.
0: like you just get away yeah like trying just to get swim, you out of you here you just swim away like I mean, ain't nobody better at uh, swimming than fucking Jim Bay, son. Come yeah, on, he's got the wave, bro. She'd be on his heels. Like, come on, now. There's just too much to explain. We gonna see like, just, <laughs> too God, much
1: reasoning why it doesn't make sense. Dust. Too don't... much. Too much to go to lend to why it doesn't make sense. But he I don't want to spend like a whole lot time on this. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Yeah.
2: has a devil fruit power. She's not gonna follow him underwater. That's
1: right. That's right. True. That's right. But anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. Getting into you the drama. if okay, the fishmen they.
0: Jerma, what's up? We gonna see. It's focusing I, yeah, on the Jerma escape, so we might not even see yeah. Jinbei. You're probably just supposed to know why Jinbei got away because he's the fucking best fish man in the whole shit and big mom and her whole team is devil fruit users so what yeah. whatever but germ escaping is a big deal that needs an explanation i guess so that's fine
2: yeah i noticed that all the ships include snails so i was wondering if the snails submerge
0: oh no they they merge together like oh I'm sorry, I, I don't know how it works whatever you remember I they merged together i don't no
1: yeah, they were like a giant, like amalgamation of snail ships. Well, there you go. Then, I believe you. That yeah. forms the German Kingdom. You know what oh, I'm sure, it's like sure. A
0: kingdom, right? Yeah, there we go. I think I do remember that. Yeah, but yeah, man. But uh, yeah, You're we start man. off the chapter with king or not
1: king but uh queen you know what i'm saying out of there sanji kicks his big ass off of onigashima off
0: the map
2: <laughs> dude no he straight up gets him like the buffet combo of beatdowns. he
0: beat the <laughs> brakes off this motherfucker bro and it reminded dude, me of like in the previous some, it chapter. reminded me of like a sanji versus Kurobi beatdown son Just oh, mutton koliath yeah. collier-
1: said <laughs> yo what did he what did he he said he said Whose chivalry chivalry did you say wasn't worth shit?
3: Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah.
0: Yo, he hit him with a fucking... All the sound effects out
1: of here. Hit him with uh, the whole menagerie of the fuck. Mm. Love it. Get this motherfucker out of here.
0: I was tired of Queen's dumbass. He, did, he Dude, did what he yeah. had to do and got scraped. Especially in the anime. Him.
1: Queen's voice actor is so trash, bro. He's and I have mean, like, even watching that. Just laughing like a... Oh, man.
2: I do like the fact that Queen contrasts so much with King. And the fact that, like, Queen is, like, pro-human experimentation. Whereas King is just like, nah. I don't give a shit. I came from oh, that. I don't like me, that at all. <laughs> you, you're looking at me dirty. You're gonna tell. You're gonna rat on me. I will kill all of you in this room.
0: Right. And, and that's probably goes into because like King and Queen always be like at each other's like throats. You know what I mean? Like, and before we get like this this flashback for for King, I'm just sitting there going like they're bad guys. Bad guys. You know, even if they're on the same team, like pretty often, like, don't usually tend to like each other and that's, like, a weakness that the, the heroes get to exploit or whatever, is that they, they don't work together, they're not a real family, they're not like, super tight like that, so you just yeah. kind of, like, charge it to the game in that way, but, like, what you just said, Mellow makes perfect sense for, like, why King and Queen, they like, kind of have that rivalry, because King comes from human experimentation and Queen does human experimentation, so that's, yeah. that's, that's a pretty cool thing to think about, no cap. Um,
2: there... I just, I really liked this chapter, Fuck like, yeah. expo- Exploring King. Um, even his, like, strange, like, um, olive, like, laurel branch, Mike Tyson-ass tattoo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't know what that's all about. Um, it's, like,
0: very reminiscent of, like, Shandians or whatever, right? From, like, Skypiea. They all have, like, face tats uh, or, like, just just body tats in general all over the yeah. place. You know what I mean? And they, like, have wings and shit. You know what I mean? So probably just like all that kind of shit you know just oh
2: yeah. do you think the shandians are like an offshoot culture from like the core lunarians before they all got scattered
0: yeah because isn't there like three races of motherfuckers with wings or is there only like two i guess that we know of so far because i could totally see it being like neutral good bad or whatever inside of the the the, the, the race splitting in that genome or you know whatever it's called in biology or whatever the family uh genus genus there we go
2: (laughs) yeah like the
0: line genus yeah 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 you have like you know dark angels light angels and then like i don't know maybe there's only just two but like i was just like thinking about it like that i was like yeah it's probably an offshoot in that Mm -hmm.
2: way man i can't get over
0: how fucking raw king
1: looks without his mask the bro. design was like, drastic I was literally already. geeking over this shit in my reaction like i'm yeah. like yo king looks so fucking raw yeah the white hair the motherfucking the the face tat the the like the like the, like the victorian prince you i'm saying the collar yeah. oh,
0: fire he, oh. he, he already had one of my favorite character designs in the whole bitch And then you take the fucking mask off and it's just amplified. He's even drippier. Yeah, even drippier, yeah. Dude, someone said some super tight shit on Twitter. Okay, hold on, let me see if I can remember this. Someone was making a comparison between King and Katakuri and how they both have some kind of thing that they're hiding in their face that gets taken off. The insecurity is revealed in one way or another. They attack their subordinates right after because they saw the thing that they had been hiding. You know, Katakuri just did it because you saw... But King kind of kills him afterwards because they said that they're going to tell on him, basically. So there's a difference Mm -hmm. there, but, like, it's still the same because as soon as they reveal their face, they attack their subordinates. And then the tightest thing that the person said was that, but when they're defeated, they say two diametrically opposing quotes. King gets defeated and says, Kaido's going to be the fucking Pirate King, though. And then Katakuri gets defeated and says, are you going to come back here and beat my mom's ass eventually? (laughs) And I just remember being like, "Oh my god, what a thread! This is so funny and cool!" And oh, holy shit, yeah.
2: I do yeah. like that
0: parallel though, yeah, because it's, it's like
2: Kaido and Big Mom,
0: fuck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or something, because- yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I like, mean... Like, were you saying this... that,
0: like, they have sex, or were you saying that, like, Kaido no, and Big no, Mom, comma, no. and then, like, fuck, yeah, yeah comma, okay, fuck. okay, comma, I fuck. was like, hey, because nah, we nah. talked about that, too, you know what I'm saying? Nah, dog, that ain't me, that ain't me. <laughs>
2: yeah. She's obviously
0: adopted. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah,
0: or no, I think, no, I think she really do be hooking up with motherfuckers and having real kids. Big mom, yeah, no, all, yeah. Of her,
1: all of her children are birthed by her.
0: Yeah, birthed right. by her. I don't think she's she's bringing anyone in like that. I think she's actually out here smashing. Yeah. yeah. She's forcing motherfuckers to smash. And then Kiko had, I just remembered Death that Kiko said some super tight shit one time about why she looks so attractive in, like, flashbacks and, like, wanted posters or whatever. And it's like, what happened to you? How were you so hot? And then now you're like, you know, you look the way that you do. And I think Kiko, what he said was, what if she never looked hot? And that was just like her um, advertisement of herself to other pirates to make them come try to, you know, get at her because she's bad or whatever. And that's how she like racks up these relationships that allow her to birth these combinations of, you know, royalty or specific races or whatever so um, that she can just like attract you over to her kingdom and then get you in the bed cuz it's like if you throw out like how she looks on the wanted poster for real or whatever then they're going to uh, be she like she was uh, really uh, banging out here man yeah i know but like no she was definitely really banging but like just like the way that Kiko like positioned that i was like damn uh, that would be like so dude. crazy if that was a thing yeah i mean uh, would that be a
2: side effect of her devil fruit ability where she's like maintaining so many ghosts and spirits that it's like pulling on her and wearing on her like being
3: you know what i mean like I, I, i
2: mean like you know how like This this may sound like really shitty, but like there's certain people you look at them and I'm like, you're a bad person, and it has become to poison you and show on your face. Oh shit! Like 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 Steve Bannon.
0: (laughs) I can't I can't get the face Steve Bannon. Let's see. Steve
2: Bannon. He was Trump's
0: political advisor. Oh, say no Uh, more. I don't even got to look this motherfucker
2: uh, up. The the guy's like a neo-Nazi.
0: Uh oh. Let's they called
2: see. him the like the Lenny Reichenstock of of modern propaganda.
0: Oh yeah, this dude looks like he sucks right yeah, away. Just no. like dead it, it, eyes.
2: It, it, he looks like a he looks like a Darth Sidious with gout.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, he looks like a son Damn. of a bitch. Right away. I hate to judge yeah. people on first glance, but I got a little background for him anyway, right before so I don't feel as bad, but
2: Yeah, but <laughs> like there's some people out there that like Even if they're like objectively like attractive sometimes, you can just see it on their face. And I'm like, something inside you ruined your outside somehow. And even though like nothing's physically changed, yeah, I can see it
0: like an aura thing. And so,
2: I, yeah, and I, I, I wonder if that might be a case for Big
0: Mom or something like that. Something like that. That's something something to think about for sure. Yeah, Yeah. no idea. Could it
2: be? Maybe.
0: Yeah, guess we'll guess we'll find out eventually. Maybe who knows? <laughs> but uh, dude, I love the choreography in this chapter, bro. Even it's though okay. it's not like you know all that. A lot of it is just a bunch of you know parries and you know what I mean, like montage style, like shit. But I just love just seeing Zoro fighting in a sword fight. You know what I mean? Like getting down to like the bare bones of it. It's getting towards the end. It's just attack after attack. Really cool positions and drawings, like on at the bottom of page eight. After he comes out of the flurry and he's, like, upside yep. down, like, blocking, slashing. Like, all this shit is just, like, really fucking cool to see. feel like this is what I've been waiting for inside of Zoro fights, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they've been fighting for a while now, but, like, just... Maybe it's because of the events of the chapter where I'm, like, really starting to notice how hard the, these motherfuckers are going here. But I just like seeing the Zoro techniques, man. It's what you wait for in Zoro fights, mm-hmm. bro. And we got, like, a lot of, um... We got a lot of, uh, you know, techniques that I would completely forgotten about. Like, he goes into this fucking... Yakodori, I think is like what it is, the bird dance. Boom, yeah. like under, underneath, slices him upwards. I think the last time yeah. that we saw this, it looked like way different. But this is the one where um, he fucking puts the two swords crossed with like the one in his mouth straight up. And then when he starts to like roll and spin, and then like the the pattern of the cuts that he leaves on you resemble like crow's feet or like bird's feet or something. That was something that I always really liked in like the oars fight in uh, Thriller Bart, because you got to really see it on his big ass body really well. Maybe that yeah. isn't bird dance, and maybe, um, maybe it's like something else like related to crows maybe, now that I'm thinking about it. But either way, like these stances and these attacks like are just so reminiscent of earlier One Piece, because I feel like it's mm-hmm. been so long since we've seen these attack names. So it's, like, nostalgic and hype at, like, the same time. And even, I like, like th- the, even the last move that he does is, like, a three-sword version of the attack that he used to beat Ryuma at the end of Thriller Bark when he he went into, like, Kaiyan? Ryu? Whatever the fuck it was, you know what I mean? And he had his hand on the forearm and he, like, slashed him with the fire or whatever. Like, the fire aura or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that that's this move but just in three sword form with like advanced conquerors on it or some shit. Yeah, yeah, which is just like so cool to see. The I think the dragon damnation is what he used on Ryuma. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I really enjoy uh, on page eleven the purgatory onigiri. Yes, because um, I I literally have a die that is has the six like that, and I was like, ah, that's it's awesome. My it's from a game called never going home it's just so cool um but it reminds me of that i like the little six there um and then there was oh weird thing on page 10 this is a difference of translation right okay um i read a scanlation prior Mm -hmm. um But when he's like, what's your name? Albert. You're strong, Albert. From now on, you're king. Stand under my wing. I won't let anyone else have you. Which seems weird because, like, Kaido is offering him freedom as opposed to exchanging one cage or a master for another.
0: Oh, sure. Uh, In
2: this translation, in the scanlation, it was like, Albert, that's a weak-ass name. Nah, you're strong as hell. You need a strong name. From now on, you're going to be king.
0: Yeah. And then what does he say after that? That's like, diff- is there a difference? Because in the, in the I, official, I think that's basically what
2: I think that's basically what it was in Scandal. Oh, I, I don't looking, like, okay. I'm, I'm just riffing off the top of my head because I re- sure. that's what I remembered as, as. But it's just like, nah, Albert, you need a tough name. You need a strong name. Yeah. You know, King, that's a great name.
0: I'll you go can do at that. The, I'll go look And at the I'll be. And right like, now. and
2: don't you worry, I'll be king of the pirates.
0: Yeah, I actually want to look up this difference now because. This does seem like one where you might get a, a a way harder line in the in the fan scan. Because you're right. Because in the in yeah. the official, he, he does say, stay under my wing. I won't let anyone else have you. Which does kind of imply, like, you went from one cage to another or one master to another. Yeah. But if he's offering him freedom, then, like, you might want, <coughs> you know, something else. There we go. You're too strong for a name like that. Call yourself king. Stand by me and I'll never sell you out yeah that's there we it. go that's slapping way harder for me yeah yeah i like that i like that a lot but uh but yeah, yeah. man that's that's like kind of like a really big difference i want to say actually now that i think about it just because of the the first thing that you said about the official translation kind of implying Mm -hmm. like yo i just freed you but you're mine now you owe me yeah you know what i mean i didn't do a
2: good thing for free you owe me this is an exchange of services
0: the fan scan is like stand by me and i'll never sell you out it's probably like linking back to you know king's trauma of how he ended up here on punk hazard in the first place you know what I mean like he's he's probably sold the the fuck out yeah you know what I mean like they came and snatched him up and he's like I'll never do that to you if you roll with me yeah this fan this fan translation is way better
2: and it would tie to the previous thing or like man wasn't his bounty like 103 million uh, berries and he just immediately kills them he's like no no one's selling me out period no one so like I thought that that went harder and that's what made it stand out to me yeah um I like that they finally figured out hit the trick to his like invincibility cuz like I Oh, hate real quick characters before we move on to there. While
0: we're real quick while we're staying inside of the of the of the flashback. I didn't know you were going to transition out of it that quickly. Sorry. But no 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 no, all good. I just wanted to I just wanted to make a comment about how I'm so excited for the continuation of Kaido's kind of like flashback story because his dialogue in his flashbacks are kind of contradictory to like what he says to, you know, Luffy. Or I don't even remember who he was talking to, but he was talking to someone, and he was like, "Dude, eventually these motherfuckers are gonna sell you out. Pirates always do that. Whenever they got a chance, and you're no longer useful, they're gonna fucking throw you to the wayside." That was
1: to the Akazaya Nine.
0: Ah, okay, to the to the scabbards, right? So he said, yeah, he said something like that, like in an earlier chapter, where he was like pirates don't do this friendship shit eventually it's going to get to a point where it's going to make more sense to sell you out and they're going to fucking do it but then in these flashbacks he's like no nah, it's all about loyalty i'll never sell you out we're riding till the end so like it's got to be there has to have been some point of of of, uh, of trauma and betrayal in kaido's life probably with the rocks pirates maybe now that i'm thinking I mean, about he it he
2: seems young in yeah. those flashbacks like is he young yeah. still has idealism and hasn't yeah. had that like burnt out of him
0: I don't know, but that's just going to be, like, such, like, epic character writing for, for Kaido that I know Oda is just going to, like, hardcore deliver on. Like, I cannot wait for that. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, going back to the fight, I, I think it's cool how Oda introduced, like, you know, a win condition inside of Zoro's analysis of the fight yes. up until this point. Because it's like, man... I didn't know how Zoro was gonna pull this out and if it just fucking if it was just the same fight that we've been had the entire time and all of a sudden he just said fuck it best attack shishi san on and beat him I was gonna be like I don't know about Edna that respects me. Yeah, but getting getting <laughs> getting this kind of um, you know, uh loop or not loophole, but just like this uh finding out caveat. the weakness. Yeah, the caveat. There we go. I say that fucking word all the time. I don't know why I couldn't fucking think of it. But yeah, finding the caveat in his fighting style, it's like the the flames are there, he's faster but weaker flames are gone he's more durable but less attack power like that's really cool and that's like right on time to to introduce without it being brought up before because it's just like a realization that you have after fighting with someone for so long like that felt really good Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
2: um did anyone else notice that king's ult uh that king's ultimate attack is shaped like kaido
0: yeah dude yeah. I was like,
2: yeah, nice, loyalty, like, right. I like that, and then a nice little foreshadowing for what's gonna happen to Kaido, I think. Yeah, we never
0: really get, um, too much of, like, you know, any kind of, like, hunter-hunter-esque exposition for why abilities manifest the way they do according to certain characters, you know what I mean? Like, like this, yeah. it being in the shape of a dragon, like, in other systems with other power systems, Or in other stories with other power systems, like, that are a little bit deeper and more fleshed out than, like, Devil Fruits and Hockey and whatnot, you might get, you know, an explanation as to why your ability manifests the way it does based on your personality or whatever, but for this, it's like, was his fire always in the shape of a dragon that looked like kaido or does he shape it in this kind of way because he rolls with kaido you know what i mean i think it's, it's i think it's out of respect out of respect which makes a lot like, more sense I, but i just wish that one piece was the kind of story that kind of gave you that specifically sometimes mm, you know what i mean like a little confirmation nod like right. hey i'm doing this because i fuck with kaido you know what i mean type shit I and mean, you don't really need it but it's just like something that i thought about like when i'm looking at it like why does it look like that specifically but, but, yeah, that's tight. That's super tight. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: <clears throat> but, yeah, I definitely love the choreography through this chapter throughout the fight. Love Zoro's, like, deduction of, you know, King's abilities and his, what's going on with his body. Love King's ability. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. sacrificing, <clears throat> being able to kind of trade off between durability and defense and, like, speed and... um power a little bit. Right. Uh, reminds me of uh, Achilles and Smite. He has a passive where you can take his armor on or off and, like, it will give you either defense and health or speed yes. and uh, power. So, yep. yeah.
0: oh, That's cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Love Achilles and Smite. But yeah, that's just cool, man, because it's like, I don't know, I, I and I don't have the perfect memory on one piece, but I feel like caveats like these aren't, like, introduced all that often as far as, like, hard rules and conditions on ways to beat your your opponents it's and it's not ever really like about that too much inside of like one piece i feel like it's just like eventually you just get the determination or you get the you know the little boost the yeah the, the you know that you need to kind of just like take it home and it's more about like the emotional character writing or like the narrative situation behind the clash that kind of matters more so you don't really need it you know to be too technical in the explanation of fights like you would see in like a hunter hunter or Jujutsu kaisen and it works in one piece but then whenever it does decide to go a little bit deeper and give you a little bit more layers to the conflict it always feels really good in one piece so i mean i enjoyed the shit out of this fight even though i d- I, mm-hmm. do w- I do kind of i do kind of think that these fights between these Yonko commanders should have been uh, or could have been a little bit longer and i w- and i would have liked that because i'm just like remembering like how long the fights in like in slobby lobby were you know what i mean but at the end of the day Oh, just trying to get this shit wrapped up. You know what I mean. So it's like maybe it's like like, doing all of this, and then the the anime is going to fill in the gaps for choreography. Obviously, not going to introduce any new writing, maybe, but like it'll probably just make the fights feel longer in the anime since there's just like so much more to that medium. Oh man, yeah. If I if
2: I was like any part of decision making in the anime, I would be stretching this shit out.
0: Yeah, but I mean, people be Be complaining about that too, though. At the same time, so you got to really like make it count if you are going to add time. Yeah, Definitely. like actually put
2: like good amount of like production value into it if you're gonna exchange it out.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited to get back to uh to Luffy and Kaido, which I'm sure is where we're going to really? be going pretty soon after this. big mom though, still chilling. Oh yeah, big Mom's still chilling. That's right. We'll probably we'll probably go there. I remember like like some in some kind of like interview or whatever, Oda had like I saw it on Twitter and it was like a translation of like him saying something like keep your eyes on Luffy luffy's up next going into this new year it's about to be luffy time think about the hero think about the main character you know what i'm saying it's gonna be flashy i can't wait to yeah, draw the It was like all his...
1: oh, year sanji and it wasn't until like late in the year you know what i'm saying yeah, so yeah, he'd
2: be yeah. on
0: bullshit, oh true true true
2: <laughs> hey you know covid's got us
1: all running out of vegas time like can't that. be helped yeah.
0: yeah but yeah that's all i have for one piece though man
1: yeah me too hey. i think uh that's about it <clears throat> really cool chapter
0: Fuck yeah.
1: well that'll do it for this week's coverage of weekly shonen jump thank you all so much for watching if you did be sure to slap a like on this video if you enjoyed it make sure you subscribe to the channel as well for more fire ass weekly content also comment down in the comment section down below let us know what you thought of this week in shonen jump you know if we missed anything in the discussion or if you just wanted to talk about anything with us let us know down there <clears throat> As we said before, take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts like Twitter, online communities such as Discord, audio listening platforms to consume the podcast upon as well as places to support the podcast like our online shop or our Patreon. So with all those words said, this will be another fantastic episode of Project Manga Podcast, the first episode of season four. Thank oh. you all so much for watching. I'm your host, Eagle. Knox. Nice. Bello Yetis. Sarah Bud.